zone you know what that means the podcast is back we are here i am here with pat i am here with Toph. i am here with ikem yes mikey has now joined the show fellas how are we doing i am doing great doing great doing glad, great glad we're starting with racism already you love to see it tough thank you <laughs> All right, so we're going to do a little kind of season preview, kind of like first quarter wrap-up since this is moving super quick. I did not expect us to be this deep already, Um, but we are in week five. A couple of games have happened so far. We will recap the first four, go through the standings like we always do, and then get into some of our other slices. So let's start off. We will start in the AFC North. Have the Steelers sitting at three and one, sitting atop the division. The Bengals at two and three. You have the Browns in there at two and one, and the Ravens at one and three. Um, lots of moves were made in this division in the, you know, the off season, a couple of big name players have left this division, OBJ's departure with Lamar Jackson's departure, a couple other moves were made here that we'll touch on in a little bit. Um, so, you know, kind of a lot of turnover here in this division and it's really up for grabs right now with all the changes that did happen. Um, so we'll start with Pat. What are your thoughts so far? Is this, you know, what, what are your project, uh, projections for the rest of the season? Like, where are you in the AFC North? Yeah. So. I like what the Steelers have did. They brought in Jacob Eason. I think it was a trade with Indy late when Indy was starting to just kind of sell away everyone. So I, I just don't think he was there for the first game. But he, he's playing good, you know. And, you know, he only has one, was it one loss right now. Easily, the I think, the best team in the division right now. But these Browns, I mean, they've only played three games so far. They must have had a bye week and haven't played this week yet. But they're looking good. But I think the real story is that just the Ravens are sitting here at one and three after going and getting what everyone thought might be this amazing quarterback, and it just doesn't seem to be making a difference yet. We don't know yet, but, you know, you send away Lamar Jackson and think that you're going to be able to not lose a step. It's just, I don't think it's going to work out. Yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, I definitely had the Ravens taking a big step backwards. I mean, they've kind of declined every year since the beginning of the cycle. Uh, but yeah, the, the moves that they made, uh, I do like the recent trade that we'll touch on again later. Um, but the trade to get rid of Lamar and bring in the kid, like that rookie court, I don't think he saw the second half of a game until like week three or four. Like it's been pretty rough over there. Uh, Toph, what are your thoughts so far? So yeah, I like what's going on here. A lot of good moves are being made, and like you said before, it's up for grabs, right? And that's good. That's competitive. That's parity. That's what we want in this league. Um, Pittsburgh, I think, is still strong. They're still the favorite, right? They had a really good season. Finally, like closing something out instead of falling apart. Pretty strong. I like them to go ahead and win this division. Um, I don't think the Browns are quite there yet. Neither are the Bengals. And blue is being blue. So right now, that's what I got. Awesome. Ike, your thoughts? 
Uh, obviously, it's the Steelers division. Currently, his only loss came to Andy in the Cincinnati Bengals in week two. Uh, I think Andy had a lot of uh, momentum going into this season uh, at the end of last season. So I thought he would take a couple, maybe a further step. He wouldn't be two and three at this point. I think everybody's also trying to figure out the Browns offense with the RPO offense that he's running and uh, some of the moves he made to obtain Chase Young, which we'll talk about later. Uh, the Steelers, it's defense, typical Steelers defense that we're uh, well known for. They moved on from Haskins. So I think for now the Steelers are rolling, uh, but we're, we'll see what the Ravens can do with their new quarterback. They beat the Titans, so they're, maybe they'll have some momentum going forward. But I, I think this is the Steelers' division to lose. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I, I wanted Andy to take that next step and start to grow, um, but it doesn't look like that is going to happen. He's struggling, and he's definitely struggling defensively as well. Uh, the defense is not playing good right now. Um, but like, I like Pittsburgh. I like what they're doing. Their running attack is fantastic. You got to give him credit there. Uh, I just wish that he would make a real investment at quarterback. Like Jacob Eason, if you're a Steelers fan, that's not getting you excited, right? Like you're not really that pumped up. That all right, we got Jacob Eason. He's you know he's another Haskins, like one of those run of the mill, like very average guys. I wish he would make a big move and go get an actual quarterback. There's vets out there, and. You know, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks move so far this cycle. I'm not saying that, you know, he should be on Lamar. I don't see the Ravens moving him in the division. But, you know, there's other guys that have been traded and other guys that have been tossed out there on the block. I'd like to see him go get a real quarterback that's an actual starter and someone who, you know, can carry a team if the running game does get shut down. I don't see Jacob Eason being that guy. Uh, but, hey, this is their division to lose right now. They are in the driver's seat, and if they can keep running the ball the way that they do and playing that tough defense the way that they do, they should be okay the rest of the season. See, I, uh, I like Jacob Eason. Like, I think yeah, I, I he, do not. He gets me his one I'm year left on his, his jersey. He gets him his one year left on his deal. He's going to be able to sign him still to a cheap deal, like a long-term cheap deal to have a quarterback. And he has what you you need to start. Like that throw power is huge, and yeah, he's a project and he's twenty five already. But if you can lock him up for cheap money and build around him, he has. Like the Steelers have shown they can run the ball, and if they can continue to run the ball, and can get this guy to a very manageable thing where they have him locked up for probably the rest of the cycle for cheap, I think it's a good building block. And not to spend a bunch of money to get who might be yeah a better quarterback, but how much better are you really going to play with him? To a point, I understand the playoffs; it's different, but I think if he can dev this guy just a little bit and make him feasible, he's not going to be a bad thing to have there. Yeah, be the throw power is nice, but his accuracies are not good. That's what I was going to say. He's already thrown five picks. He's already thrown five picks and only two touchdown passes with Eason. And Bridgewater's at two touchdown passes and two interceptions as well. So, yeah, I mean, he's a nice backup to have. But his throw power is just not going to get it done either. So, like, if you could put Teddy's accuracies on Jacob Eason, like, now you have something there, right? But having the two guys separate and it's just Eason's, like, yeah, sorry, Eason's uh, accuracies. I think that they're going to come bite him in the ass in the future. And especially in the playoffs when, you know, teams are going to key in, they're going to stack the box against you. And, you know, that lap shit's not going to work for you know, every play. So you got to figure it out with a guy like this. And I think you have to play a lot more careful and you really have to understand route concepts and things like that and be able to read the defense pre-snap to be able to be successful with a guy like Eason. So we'll see how he does. I'm interested to watch it. He, I mean, he played decent with Fromm in the past, but you know, you could tell at the end of the day, Fromm wasn't the answer either. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, he has to keep getting pick sixes. He has four through what, four games. I mean, you keep doing that. It takes a lot of pressure off your quarterback, but yeah, for sure. The second that stops is when 
you know, we'll start to see what Easton really is and he's able to be effective with them. So I'm excited to see it. All right, cool. So let's move on. AFC South. Um, Titans sitting at three and one. They did just drop that game to the Ravens. Uh, the Jaguars sitting at three and two. You have the Texans at one and three, and the Colts are at one and four. And my goodness, are they floundering? Um, we'll start with Pat. Pat, your division. Give me the breakdown and your thoughts here as well. Yeah, I mean the Titans are good, but they traded away Henry. He's having issues following the rules. Um, he's probably looking at not having his rookie quarterback for two weeks after his bye, if not more. It might be three to four games, but it becomes a thing for me. Like, just not to rag on Rock right now, but are we really? Is suspending a sixty-something overall quarterback really that big of a issue? I mean, he has a better quarterback on the roster. At what point, with you know three violations already to start the season, do you, you know, make him start one of these other quarterbacks that clearly he doesn't want? I think both quarterbacks should be suspended at this point. Like, get your carries in, man. I I love Rock. I think he's a great for the league. I have no problems with him, but this is not the first or second time. I This is like the third or fourth time that this has happened. Uh, he needs to figure like you have a dominant running game, especially when Henry was here. Like you should have no, you should be the last person in the league not hitting 15 runs, right? Well, like especially honestly, when like his, a lot of his game plan, this isn't to say it's bad or anything, but it's a play action run scheme. You need to be at least hitting your runs to be doing that and have it not be kind of like, what is you know what is this you know you have to actually be running the ball and with him getting rid of Henry he's clearly not wanting to run the ball as much he he used to have a great running games because he would get up early and then would just let Henry close out games you know just run all over people and no one ever had a chance to come back because he'd run the clock but he's having he's with him not there he's in closer games he's not having the chance to do these runs later and he's not really getting them in earlier I think it's he's kind of going to change up his game plan a little bit which I don't know if that's going to affect how many games he wins. He's been winning games every season. You know, his defense is very good. He'll probably continue to win. I just I think it's going to be a little bit of an alter of mindset that he's going to go through here without Henry. And if you look at the rest of the division outside of me, I mean, the Texans, they haven't shown the, they're, they're going to do a whole lot. The Texans are a dumpster fire. That team is hot trash. They have the worst GM in the league. I'm, we're not spending time on them. And Move on the, to the Colts. The Colts, I just... Me and Jake just had a great game. It was a you know crazy game. Lots of shit happened. I somehow won at the end, but he just his confidence seems to be gone. You see the way he's talking about the games, and it's just that team's good. Like he has a great offense, and he also just doesn't run the ball. Like he killings not to you know say anything about anyone, but he's going to be suspended now for two weeks. He didn't get his. He only had thirteen carries versus me, but he when he carried the ball, he like. I was running it right down my throat. I just don't get why, and it seems to be people in my division against me. There's been two already this season that just don't—they don't run the ball. I don't see why. Jesus I, Christ, I, Pat. I don't stop the run at all. Please just run it against me. You'll get way more yards. All right, great. Toff, what are your thoughts on the South? Thank God, Pat was pissing me <laughs> off, man. This is fucking rambling. Welcome Pat, to the didn't make welcome any to sense. the Pat AFC South. <laughs> I'm just joking, man. <laughs> All right, so in my, in my division, it's fine. What? No, the division looks. The division is what it is. I did not expect Jake to be one and four. The defense is playing like hot fucking garbage, but the offense is not playing bad. He's throwing picks again, but. I, I don't understand the collapse he's having. In, in, it's, it's early in the season. You know, we expect this late season, Jake. We know he's not making the playoffs to go ahead and throw in the towel. He's doing it now early. Rock is going to get suspended. Pat, if you don't win this division now by week 15, then I don't know what to tell you, man. Because well, I'm, I'm going 14-2. and two. I, I only lose to Rock. 
you know, and I'll probably still end up losing the division because Rock will also only have two losses, but, you know, it happens. Yeah. When Jake went out and got all these these, these talented guys, you, you really thought, okay, this is, this is, he's putting together a hell of an offense to move the ball, and, but the defense is kind of lacked. So he went out and picked up some good defensive, or traded some defensive guys to get some picks. So I thought that maybe he was front-loading his team to get ready for a good run because it's there, right? But it's, it's just not happening. One and four. And then his schedule is not favorable, man. Ugh. Um, it's just not. So we'll see. I come your thoughts on the South. Well, it's a, it's a two-team race, obviously, between the Jags and the Titans. But I'll start at the bottom, and we'll hop on Jake a little bit more here. Obviously, he had expectations with Cam Kellings when he, when he drafted him. And he wants to do really great with him. And he thought he would right off the bat because of his skill set. But Jake's always been really good at running the ball, and I think he has gotten away from that, which would open up the passing for Cam Killings if he stuck with the run game first. Moving on to the Texans, future offense. There's just nothing going on there in Houston. Uh, they traded away their best receiver in Fuller. Uh, Watson has only thrown one touchdown pass at this point with nine, is it nine interceptions, uh, six interceptions, sack nine times. His starting running back is Josh Diggs, averaging 2.9 yards a carry. Terrible. Uh, so things are not looking good in Houston. So it's going to come down to Pat, and it's going to come down to Rock. And it's going to be, I think if Pat can improve his defense a little bit better, he's giving up yards, giving up points, whereas his Titans are putting up more points uh, by average. Uh, but it's going to be a two-team race between the Titans and Jags. Yeah, so, uh, Pat, you better win this division. I don't see the Titans doing what they've done the past two seasons. I 14-2, and two, I think, is absolutely not happening with the roster he did. Uh, getting rid of Henry, I think, was a huge mistake. His team is going to struggle a lot more now to run the ball. Um, I know you like the rookie, but you're putting a lot on his shoulders to be able to get that done. Um, and then when you look at you know the quarterback situation, yeah, you're starting a rookie, and I get you want to dev him, but you also have a guy like Jimmy G on there that you traded two picks for. <sighs> With the team you have and how close you've come the past few years, Jimmy G should have been the starter day one, and you should have been going for it. Like if you're gonna rebuild like on the fly, kind of, I guess it's all right. But I don't, I don't know, man. I I just see the Titans taking that step back and and see them around like ten or eleven wins, maybe. And uh, eleven, I don't feel great about. I just don't think that he can sustain this for so long. Um, you say the defense has been good, Pat. Yeah, they're okay this year for now. But we've also seen them get lit up, and they've gotten lit up in the playoffs a lot. Um, both of his Super Bowls, he's given up a ton of yards and a ton of points in those games. Obviously, everyone on his schedule is not going to be a Super Bowl contender, so it is a little different. But when he plays some of these better teams, that defense, they really don't come to play a lot of the times. He's in some big blowout games. And when you're in blowout game, um, shootout games, excuse me, and when you're in shootouts with a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back, I don't feel great about that, and I think that's going to come back to bite him in the ass eventually. Will this help set him up for the future and the rest of his cycle? Potentially, that option is there, but I think for this season, it is going to hurt him. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's just my thing is like, is this quarterback even? Like, is he even going to? Be is he that worth it? Good? Right. You know, like he's a sixty-seven overall. Yeah, he's super fast, and he can do a lot of these other things that. Are exciting, but his throw power is an eighty-eight. His accuracies aren't good. He he's not like he's some X Factor dev or something out the box. Like he's just, you know, is he really the answer on a team that you are still in a win now mode? Like I agree with what you're saying. There is like 
I mean, maybe he's just won the division so many times. He's like, oh, I'll win it again. Maybe this quarterback will be good by playoffs, and, you know, this is the way to go. We'll build for the next year. But I don't know. I mean, I listened to their podcast, and they sat there saying the Titans would win it, and they only gave credit to the Colts and just set me in the back being like, eh, well, whatever. So you're, you're a lover scorn, then you're pissed off, you're upset, oh, you're mad. Of course I am. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't beat them. I guess the Colts somehow beat them. I don't think I beat Rock once all cycle, maybe once. But to just, mm. just it's pretty bad. Yeah, it is bad. But one of us, you know what, Pat? I agree with you, man. To just to not even recognize a Super Bowl champion that's won a cycle. Right, you're you have right. You should. Be you have more that. titles than he does. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand the frustration, bro. Yeah. So, but I just all the power to my. I don't think the moves he made is is going to benefit him in any way. I I agree. I think he should have brought Cam Newton back one more year. He had a good year with Cam last year. Yeah. I don't know yeah, why Cam was not year. back. Yeah, get him for one more year, make another run. Cam wasn't the issue last year. So I don't know why he didn't what, run it back. What did you get for Henry Eichem? You're our, our data guy and the stuff. Uh, for Derrick Henry, he ended up getting the Seahawks first and second round picks coming up uh, in this coming draft. And was he on, was this a contract year? Like, was he not going to sign? Yeah, him? yeah he was, he, he's on the three plus one. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's... all right. I don't, I don't love it, but yeah. we'll move on. We'll get, we'll get to the trades later. Well, no. Before you move on, would you keep him? You're gonna sign up for another two years. He's 29 years old. You can say, okay, you know, I'm running that motherfucker till he retires. I agree. I would. Yeah. He's been so dominant, dude. He's a great, he's a great running back. I'm he's running that guy out of the box till he retires or yeah, until he drops down to like 80 speed. And yeah. we've also seen that these X factors, they, the regression is. It's very low. It's not right. like big. You're not losing like 30 attribute points at once like we've seen in the past. They're losing six to eight points. But so I think he's keeping you... on the three. Like he's keeping Ryan Jensen in the center and Taylor Lewan. Like those are the two other guys. I guess he's signing. He already signed Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. Like, is was it really like he wasn't the guy you could keep? I don't know. It's just. Seems. I like think it's. Like, I didn't. It seems early happened. to move him. I didn't know, like, when he messaged me, he's like, yeah, we're playing, he's like, I want of Henry, I was like, oh, he's injured, or, you know, something, like, I didn't even, re- I never would have thought he would have traded him, like, so, maybe it'll pay off in the future, hopefully the Seahawks are really bad for him. Well, we'll get there, so moving on to the AFC East, because we spent way too much time on the South, um, your boy sitting at 5-0, and shocker, Bills at 3-2, and Patriots running that mouth, Got smacked down. They're at three and two. Dolphins at zero and four. Things you just love to see. I guess I'll start. Fuck it. Um, yeah, I mean, through five games, I've allowed fifty points. Pretty impressive. Really? Through four games, BM has scored twenty-two points on offense. Love to see it. Um, I mean, I have less than half. Like I'm half of what everyone else's points allowed are. Uh, I think that the Bills are going to have a better year than they had last year. JP looks to be off to a good start. He did lose a tough game to Adele today. Um, He squeaked by Glenn last week on a missed extra point, 28-27, I believe was the score. But if JP can run the ball with Swift, he's got weapons. The rookie wide receiver he drafted is going to be very, very good. The kid is... He's the real deal. Um, so you pair him with Diggs and with Knox. I think that JP will have a much better season. I think he'll be in the playoffs at like 10 and 6. Um, Patriots, I don't have the faith in them. Glenn just throws too many interceptions, man. Uh, he threw seven to me today. Like, that is abysmal. Throwing seven picks in one game. Uh, and the Dolphins, their season's over already. So we'll move on. Ikem, what are your thoughts on the East? 
Uh, I was honestly surprised to see the Dolphins were averaging five points a game. You said 22 points total scored. I, I am a bit surprised at that because I thought the offense would be a little bit better there. Uh, their season is over. I don't have faith in Glenn. I, I, he just hasn't. Uh, we've seen enough uh, sample size. To sh- uh, I think the results have proven that he doesn't have the longevity throughout a season to make the playoffs. I think JP can compete. Uh, he just had a tough game against uh, Adele, uh, but I think he can finish 9-7, 10-6, and maybe squeak in with a wild card spot. I like that rookie he's got over there that he drafted, Rajon Bates. Uh, good compliment to Diggs. And hands down, Moji, this is yours. Division, I mean, you're 5-0. You could potentially sweep your your schedule there going 16-0. and But, um, yeah, you, you got the best roster in the damn game right now. And uh, so I think this is your – and when we talked about the NFC, I'll talk about who I think – who's going to go there. But uh, I think this is your season, so – yeah, it's shaping up to me, me versus Ernest, but there's plenty of season yeah, left, and exactly. we'll get there. Um, Toff, your thoughts? This is absolute bullshit. <laughs> Why what? in the fuck would anybody keep trading you people? And then I look up, and Sam Darnold gets the cheesiest fucking ability. <laughs> yeah, that is super cheesy. <laughs> it's just like, you you cannot miss. Okay. I, I missed in the wild on- card round. Bullshit. No, you won't do that again. I guarantee. It's like you're playing Monopoly. You landed on Park Place and Boardwalk and then bought all the hotels. No one's going to roll on that side, bro. No one wants to play the Jets right now. No one wants to land on Park Place and Boardwalk. It's it's stupid. Wagner's still balling. I watched the Adele game and he was a fucking monster. When I look at this division, I did not think BM would be so bad. JP is always where JP needs to be and I hope that he can find that outlet to push it. I was really excited to see to see Glenn win what three in a row there for the first time in his red zone career. And I was really impressed by that. Beating mm-hmm. Adele and winning some good games, man. Then he dropped the last two, right? I don't I don't I'm not gonna write him off just yet because he's playing good ball. He just has to stop throwing interceptions. Those first three games he did not throw that many picks. And look what happened. So we circle back to round and ear. BM stinks. I mean it's my guy, but he stinks. He's not playing well. He's not gonna play well. Um I don't know if he's gonna tank. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, when I look at your schedule, I want to make this quick because I don't want to suck your dick too hard. But it feels really good. Keep going. <laughs> the Raiders game is going to be tough because Seiko is playing really well. Steelers game is going to be tough. I mean, you have some games on here. Yeah, that I'm are, not that going easy, right? You know, that, it, that's not easy games. Um, no. I like I like the Chiefs game. I think that that's going to be probably your, your toughest game. Weed is always a, a handle. So yeah, you're going to win a division, but will you go? You know. We, we go 16-0, no. 15-1, no. I have you 13-3. and I think that's probably a safe bet in going deep into the playoffs. This is your season to lose, bro. If you fuck this up, then there's no hope. Yeah, I agree. Pat? Yeah, so I, I really wanted to say this was a, a two-team race. Uh, the Patriots just aren't going to keep this up. I think they just showed it versus you that they're throwing too many picks. I mean, seven in a game is insane he has it's just he's so bad with pressure like if he sees anyone coming he just hits a butt and throws the ball he's got to stop doing that yeah like he had some good wins he beat adele early he beat the bills early like it it was starting out well but then he runs into you and being murdered like that in the game putting up two points whatever it was i mean that that stays with you for a little bit and he's gonna have a rough run i I think the dolphins are just tanking i mean they're they're averaging five points a game i i just played them and like 
I haven't played someone in a long time. Like I just felt like they weren't trying to win. And so, I mean, yeah, you're own four. Maybe it's a timeout. I'm excited to see this week five tank bowl because we got the Dolphins and the Washington football team. Like, if mm. I was it, that hasn't started yet, like I might put a line over under like, at 21 in the bet, like to bet on that because that is just no one's going to be trying to score. So I wanted to say it was a, a two team race with the Jets and the Bills, but I just you look at the Bills schedule. They they play you next week. Let's mock that up to a loss. They go into their bye. Then they go on a four-game stretch where they're going. They could easily win four straight. They get the Giants, Texans, Cowboys, Dolphins. And that's great. It's going to get them to seven wins. It's going to be hard for them to find a win after that. They get the Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs. Browns is the one I, I would give them. Then they end 16-17 on the Broncos and the Jets. Like The Pills are like, one, they have to win those four games, I said. But once they get through that, like they need to win some hard games here to get their shot in the playoffs. And I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's going to happen. So I, I, it might just be just the Jets coming out of here with the Bills just not, you know, I putting that eight wins right now, going eight and eight. And I don't know if that gives you a playoff spot in the AFC. Yeah, I think he'll upset a team or two that you just kind of mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that he is playing better. I, I see JP winning 10 games and I think he gets in. I don't have as much faith because those AFC West teams – even though they may be better on paper, they all have to play each other twice and they all kind of beat the shit out of each other. And I think that's going to hurt them, right? If like a lot of them end up splitting or if one guy just sweeps, like, you know, there's different ways that those guys' records can get knocked down and will make a path for JP to get in. Uh, Me and JP split every single season. So I will have at least one loss on my schedule um, for my division. But 17, you might just give to him. So, I mean... Yeah, I don't, probably not. If I can keep him, if I can keep him out, I'm not giving him shit. Um, but you know, so I, I think that he is good enough. He made improvements. I know he was pretty, uh, pretty upset at Adele calling him a bottom five GM. That is not the case. He's done a good job to rebound. Uh, he would have had a run two years ago if Allen didn't get hurt. So his cycle's definitely not as bad as like people make it seem. Uh, he's been tough. He plays all these games. Like he doesn't get blown out. He's in these games. They're tough hard-fought game so i think he'll take that step this year and get back to the playoffs and i don't know how far he'll go once he's in there but i think he'll make it yeah i just i think he really needs to get the, this passing game going he runs the ball a lot but it's not i mean averaging three yards a carry was swift on 85 attempts i mean it's just it's not that great you know and then but, well, it's rough because he's running he's playing against teams that are good at defense so i wouldn't write the three yards per carry off just yet you know what i mean let's, let's give him a Let's give him a little bit of slack there. And th- this is Bates' rookie year, right? So he's he's trying to yeah, get he just touches, talked. but like you have Diggs, who's a ninety-eight overall, and he has you know twelve receptions through four games. Right, but look at the cornerbacks he's faced. So he faced Glenn, who has Gilmore on him. Who yeah, that's man. it. You're shut down. Mm-hmm. You face Adele. Slay's doing the same thing. Like Odell's stat line's probably worse, just because I faced really good corners so far. And you're gonna throw to the guys that are open. You're not gonna force it to that yeah, one guy. And now he has that other guy that can carry the load. So. I mean, I, I'm not putting a lot of faith in that. Diggs is still a beast. He'll be able to spread the ball around. Yeah, I mean, once if, the, if Bates has a great year this year, I'm not saying he shouldn't try to, you know, get him dev because he has – this might be Diggs' last year there unless he resigns him. He's coming back. Yeah, so, I mean, if he has Diggs, Bates at, you know, 20 – you know, a little older and better with Knox, I mean, that's just – that's a scary combination. And having Swift be able to catch the ball in the backfield – you know he just he needs to get a little more aggressive with that if the pass, if the run game's just not going to carry it. I agree. All right, let's move on. AFC West Chiefs at four and zero, off to another hot start. 
We saw this happen though in the past. Started off last year pretty hot. Raiders at three and one after the Tico Tank season. He has rebounded. The Broncos at two and one, and the Chargers at two and two. Um, this is going to be a tight one all all season, I believe. Uh, I don't see the Chiefs winning this. The Raiders may be able to cheese their way to a division title. We're not sure yet, and the Broncos will keep charging forward the way that the Broncos always do. I like the Chargers as well. I just feel like Herbert struggled a lot this cycle. He does turn the ball over a lot with Herbert. I think that that does come back to bite him in the ass. He made the playoffs last year. He had a good season, uh, but it things, at least for the first quarter of the year, look to be a lot tougher this year. Um, you know, Jake got in last year at, what, 8-8, eight and eight, I believe he was. So, you know, that seven seed was pretty soft, even though he went on to beat me. I'm calling him soft. Uh, scheduling-wise and record-wise, it's still, you know, obviously that's not great having an 8-8 eight eight team in there. So I think it will be a lot harder to get in this season um, because a lot of teams in the AFC, especially his own division, did make moves. So we'll see how that plays out. Icom, give me your thoughts on the West. On the West, uh, I'm very impressed currently with Spitta's play. Uh only two picks through four games, which is a big turnaround from seasons of past with uh, Patrick Mahomes, where we saw a lot of three-pick patty. Um, I think a, a big thing also is that the big focus isn't on Tyreek Hill uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, you'll see that he's got, I think, a 32-yard per catch average, but his catch catches are down. So Kelsey's is, uh, is getting a lot of work, and I think it's Sidney Black that is the other receiver that is uh, reaping the benefits of other teams trying to take maybe Hill more out of the game. The Raiders, I had the chance to play the rookie Gleason last night with my Minnesota Vikings. The kid, he's throwing dots. He didn't really throw have any errant throws. He did throw one interception that was on a tip pass. The Raiders, I mean, that rookie quarterback came in also to a high-powered offense already. Great receivers all around. Good protection on the offensive line. Josh Jacobs at running back. And Tico, I think, has always prided himself on just chucking that ball <laughs> to Ruggs. However, Ruggs did not beat me deep last night, so I, I take pride in that. The Broncos, the pedigree of Aston, obviously, is always going to have the Broncos in this race. Uh, I think this is the toughest division. I think it's going to be ultimately down to the Broncos and the Raiders uh, until Spitta proves us all wrong. And the Chargers, I like that they're leaning on their run game, but can Justin Herbert, like you just mentioned, can Justin Herbert make, you know, the big passes and the big plays when he's called upon to do so? Because there's going to be times when you're down and Justin Herbert's got to make those plays where the run game is kind of becoming obsolete. So, uh, but I, I ultimately have it down between the Broncos, but the Broncos, just because of their history, I, it's in their favor, I believe. Yeah, I don't hate that take at all. Uh, Toph, give me your thoughts. So I'm surprised that the spit of being 4-0, even though he started, he played really well last season, he still wasn't 4-0, right? And he's cut down his interceptions, and finally Tico's done tanking. He's got a quarterback now, so he's going to start playing ball like he did the first two seasons. Um, I don't I don't see Aston having any problems. I think he's still going to win this division. I was really surprised with Ian beating Aston in the playoffs, making it to the playoffs, number one, and then beating Aston and getting his ass kicked at that, that second round. You know, but that's fine, right? That's what you want in this league, guys that step up and play well. Um, outside of the AFC West, outside of any these other three guys, Aston will win the division. But it's going to be competitive. This isn't the best division yet, Ecom. I don't think so. Not by no. Right now, even if because these teams are all above five hundred, this still isn't the best division. All right. All right. Well, we'll get to your best division, Pat. Your thoughts on the West? Yeah. So 
I agree with what Toff just said. I think the Broncos are going to end up winning this division. You know, they're they're two and one right now, but there's lots of time left. What the reason I'm not high on the Raiders is, yeah, they've come out, they're three and one. They've started out good, but they beat the Packers. They're own four. They beat the Dolphins that are own four. Okay, well, given they went over the char, they lost to the Chargers, who are, you know, thirty one twenty three. They're the only team with a winning record. Well, the Vikings are two and two, but then they beat the Vikings. No shade, Icom, but you know, like. The Vikings, Dolphins, Packers are not this proud three and one. He's going to yeah, lose. It's, the, he's going to lose true. the next four. He goes Broncos, Chiefs, Broncos, Jets. He's going to go into his bye week three and five. And when you've kind of done the last couple of seasons, kind of tanking slash kind of trying to get your rookies devved and doing these different things and not really playing like a well-rounded game, to then just come out and think now you have this quarterback and now it's time to go that you're just going to start winning all these games like it's not going to happen. He's going to come out his bye week three and five and. He'll maybe get some more wins, goes Browns, Lions, Texans, but the schedule gets harder again. He has to start playing, playing people from his division. And either way, having those five losses already at that point, like it's going to be tough. You go to the Chiefs, like, I don't know. I just, yeah. his schedule is kind of easy outside of his division. You know, he plays some teams like the Bears and the Patriots, the Dolphins, he's got the Packers, but all of his divisions playing those teams. He's got to play the Broncos twice. He's going to have these other tough games. I just, I think the Broncos are the ones that are going to win those divisional games that we're saying, like, they're going to beat each other up. I think the Broncos are going to win those. And then he also has this easy schedule kind of going forward outside of that. So as much as the Chiefs and the Raiders have started high, I think the Broncos are going to slowly move up to the number one seed. They're going to have it, and the Chiefs and the Raiders are going to be fighting for those wild card spots. Yeah, that's how I see it going as well. Um, kind of surprised that Aston's playoff success has not been what we've seen and typically expect from him this cycle. Um, especially with how good that all like you want to talk about a team with weapons that that Broncos the offense is fantastic and his secondary is really good. He is a little bit weaker against the run. Um, and I'm pretty shocked that right now he has a negative point differential, but that will happen when you give up 49 points in week one. So I'm not going to put too much stock into that. Um, but, you know, he'll he'll bounce back and, and not really bounce back, but continue doing what he does. It'll be interesting to see, like, where this division is around week 14, 15, 16, 17, like towards the end of the year, and then how it looks for the playoffs, because I can almost guarantee you're getting one AFC West matchup in the playoffs. It's just kind of a, you know, wait and see who plays who. Um, so it, it's just tough when your division from top to bottom is that, tough and like there's no easy games right like all of these games are going to be dog fights and it's just these guys see each other so much and over and over and they're playing each other in big spots it makes it a lot of fun to watch so i'm excited for that as the season rolls on uh but yeah i i have at, you know you just gotta you gotta take the horse that you know right like he's won it so many times and you can never count him out so it's just the safe play and i i hope the chiefs keep doing what they're doing man honestly because with that roster and that team there's no way he should be a bottom to lower mid card user it just it shouldn't be so yeah i mean i'm that, looking at the broncos roster i'm a little scared for you know a couple of years like i think he might get into this form he gets into a lot of these cycles where he just starts dominating you look at his roster like it's great but his o-line is trash and he's always been someone that has a very good o-line and i i think that might be where some of the issues are coming in the playoffs and in some of these more competitive games where he just doesn't have the o-line he needs but if he can figure out that o-line and get some people in there I'm not sure if he has some rookies in there, or, but if he gets that whole line to where it needs to be, the rest of this team's too good. He's too good of a user to not 
become just dominant again. So, I mean, I'd look for him to do some big moves there coming into some later seasons because, I mean, he's getting away with Drew Locke. His throw under pressure is just ridiculous. So, like, he, it's hard to get pressure on him and have him still not complete passes. But, yeah, if he can get that aligned to where it needs to be, his offense is going to be unstoppable. Okay, let's move on. NFC North. Icom. It's your time, oh. baby. This is your year. This is your year. This Let's, is it. The Packers have gone from a 10 to 12 win team, 13 win team every season to now, if they win three games, I will be shocked. The Lions are the Lions. So, you know, they're winning between one and four games. And Beat Oven reared his ugly head just like I said he would. He collapsed last season like I said he would. Why freaking Frack over here said that he's going to win 12 games and win the division and all this shit. He is what he is. He's just not good on the sticks, and he's not a good team builder, and I love him to death, but it ain't his thing. And Ikem, I- it is your time. You're at 2-2. Two and two. You're leading the division. The Bears are at 1-3. and three. Lions and Packers both 0-4. I'll start with you. Give me your breakdown on your division. Uh, it is my division to lose, I feel. Uh, I'm that confident. I think my team is where I want it to be even though it's aged a little bit at linebacker position with Barr and Kendricks. But this team can make a run. However, I did just lose my starting quarterback for five weeks. Overton is hurt, so I'm going with the backup. There's nobody out there to pick up currently. But I play the Packers tonight. I know I can defeat them. I'm going to get some bullshit for this. And maybe not not because I'm making a grand uh, I'm the best or anything like that. But the winner of this division, which is most likely to be me, is going to be making the playoffs at nine and seven. And that's going to irk some people because there's going to be wild card teams that make the playoffs at 10 and six or 11 and five. And so we'll hear somehow how shitty the uh, NFC North is complaints uh, since lefty left. Um, and that's all right. Uh, you can only play the games that you're scheduled and play against the uh, division opponents that are you know, within my division. I like the Lions. I like the run game, right? Every time I've played the Lions, he's been able to run on me and I can't stop his run. The the last time I played beat, I picked him off seven times. I'm playing the Packers tonight, so I'm going to see how he plays. But I think this is my division to lose. And if I do not win this division, I should be kicked out of the red zone. Can we delete that? Wow, that is that is quite the statement, but I'm here for it. I mean, I don't want to see you go, but I kind of agree with you. There's no way you should lose this division. Nine and seven, I, I respect you giving yourself nine wins as well. Have you had a winning season yet? No, I uh, I think last well, season... This is the year. <laughs> I am not known to be great on the sticks, but uh, I think this is the year that I get nine wins. So, book it. Let's do it. I love it. Pat, what are your thoughts on the North? Trash. Trash! Toph, what are your thoughts on the North? <laughs> so, yeah, um, the new guy stinks, but he's still learning the ropes, right? And that's fine. It, it's easy to say this, this is Icom's division, right? It's easy to say that he, he needs to win it or this is it, right? But I don't, I don't think so. I don't think you're, you're there just yet. I think that you can win this division, but I don't think it's yours to win. I think that, no, that's going without saying. I have the Lions winning this division, to be honest. What? Yeah. Are mm-hmm. you? Bro, do you see their point differential? I do. But I think that's... when it comes down to the divisional games, they're going to end up winning them out. So we shall see. 
Hot take. <laughs> I mean, he's had my number, man. The young kid has had my number. I, I mean, I, his run game is good uh, every time I've played him, but uh, we'll see. There, There's no chance the Lions are winning this division. You already owe me one game, Toph. There's so 100% you... a chance. Like, no, there's zero. There's there's zero chance. Not zero chance. None. Zero. Zero. Bro, this guy has yet to win five games. He doesn't have enough wins to fill up one hand yet in one season in his career. He's not winning a division. Man's gonna do it, bro. He's he's got he's got winter break coming up, so there's no fourth period homework to worry about. This is all him, man. It's 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 time to go ahead and wrap this shit up. What do you want I to want, bet on that? I want Ikum to win it. I do. I'm tired of seeing Ikum always being a perennial loser. It's Ikum. And I say Ikum on purpose. It's an inside joke. He knows. No, it's, it's not. not correct it's me. not. You do the same thing with Messu. You just don't know. No, I do. I don't, You've been I'm here a hundred years. I'm not with you. Mind your business. Let me do my fucking take. Listen. Your take is shit. This is a terrible take. He's not winning the division. Yes, he is. Watch. Watch. What do you want to bet on it? I'm not betting you shit. I already owe you. God, let me pay my first bet off first. Yeah, yeah, again. that's true. You do owe me already. <laughs> but I think that's an awful take. It's I'm not. giving it to the Bears before I'm giving it to the Lions. I go, man, listen. Hey, you ain't gonna hurt my feelings, man. Nobody. No, I mean, no, no, no. no. I don't want you to be like, hey, I'm good I don't, on the sticks. I, I, I don't, don't, listen, 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 listen. I don't want you to be having this mentality that if you don't win a division, you need to leave. That's not. That's oh, not the case. Yeah, I'm never gonna leave. All right. So I mean, as long as we have that, as long as we have that understanding, you fucking suck. You're not going in division. Yeah. I I'm all for it. I'm, come on, give me the take. The Lions. All right. Let's, let's move on. I have I have some NFC North talk later. Right, oh great. shit. <laughs> NFC South, Reed's division. The Panthers sitting at three and one. They look pretty good right now. Defense is playing very good. Falcons at two and two, throwing as many interceptions as possible. The Bucks are at two and two; they have not looked great. And the Saints are one and three. Um, Toff, I will let you start. I know you're going to defend your honor here and say you're going to come back and win it. But let's hear your thoughts on the stuff. No, no defending my honor, man. I'm not playing too great. The last, the first two games were, I, I it's Adele, right? I'm going to lose that game. I'm going to throw a lot of picks versus him. The second game, I didn't expect. I didn't expect Malik to beat my ass the way he did. He fucking destroyed me, right? He's was that one fantastic. on purpose too? No, dude. He, it's Malik. I know, but I call him Malik. Stop. This is a terrible bit, dude. It drives uh, me nuts. My bit, bro. <laughs> it drives me nuts. He's playing. He's really playing well, man. I, I don't. I don't. I guess shipping out. Mac really changed up his offensive scheme because when you have a guy like that, you have to build around that, right? Someone so dominant, best running back in the league, 99 overall. He's a part of everything that you do in that offense. Now that he's gone, you can kind of game plan his scheme differently now. And I like what he's doing. So I questioned the move at first because the guy is still young. He has a lot of tread on the tires. He got rid of him. Now he's he's playing better. It's like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Spence would be Spence. Spence is, is you know, he stinks. Um, Kelly is... The first last last season when he played so well, he didn't throw that many picks. And now he is. He's throwing picks and he's playing like shit. So hopefully he continues that. Me, um, my my schedule kind of eases up a little bit. So I should be fine. I have me winning this division, obviously, though. Okay, so I was right. You're defending your honor and saying you're winning the division. Uh, Pat, your thoughts on the South? I like the Panthers right now. Three and one. I if I Fuck was you, to put, 
Stanley, I think they're gonna go twelve and four. I, I think they're really gonna like they're gonna be in good shape going into the playoffs. He he's just he's playing really good right now. You got the Falcons. After I've always been on kind of on their high horse, think they're gonna be good. I, now I think they're kind of going into a slump. I mean, it's only four games, but he's throwing a bunch of picks with that quarterback that I thought would be progressing more, doing better. I don't think they're really going to do it. I mean, the, the Panthers have the best offense and defense, you know, top five in the league. And then you got Beach 2.0 in Tampa Bay that, you know, once Tom Brady leaves, he can't win a game anymore. And then you have... What are you talking about? What a horrible so, fucking take. I've I've not lost... not. What? Shut up. And then you got Beach's brother, who's not going to do anything. So, I mean, it's the, it's the Panthers' year. The Falcons could turn it around. I mean, they're, they're two and two, they're only one game back. But the, the Bucks aren't going to do it. I mean, he thinks he's going to win the division. He's just not. He's going to be down the bottom with the Saints, and, you know, he, he can oh take another shot at it. He probably should have kept Minshew on the team. And Are you mad play. because I said that you weren't going to win your division? So this is your way of paying I'm me back by saying division, I'm not going to so win my division? I'm not going to win my division. So because I, saying it just because I've had Brady lose. I've won... I went eleven and five. I won nine straight games last season, and not just close. I blew people out. What are you talking about, Pat? We'll see. Jesus Christ! Are you two done? Oh, we just friendly banner. I love Pat. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I do like the Panthers. He's he's been like on that cusp right the last few years. Uh, I know two years ago we kind of got screwed. Should have should have made it in. Did not had a little bit more of a down year last year. But he's been flirting around that like seven to nine wins every single season. Um, defense looks real good so far. He's not turning the ball over a ton. Like he's playing well. Um, kind of surprising, especially after him moving McCaffrey. Right. So it's like I. Didn't think that some of these moves he made would pay off, but so far, so good. We'll see what happens. I'd like to see Malik put it together for a whole season and get it together and make the playoffs and then see what he can do once he's in there. Um, I do think he is a little bit underrated as a user. Um, again, his first cycle back in a bit, too. And That's he's fair. he's That's been close. Fair. He's been close. So I, I, I'm rooting for him. I, I, like, I would like to see him do well. Um, the Falcons, you got to think eventually Kelly figures it out. But I said this last year, right? I didn't like his quarterback. I thought he should throw a bunch of interceptions. He had a decent year with the kid last year. And now it's starting to finally, finally, my prediction's coming true and it's biting him in the ass. Um, so he's thrown a ton of interceptions to start. He needs to get that under control if he wants a prayer at the playoffs this year. I think that you will rebound and you will be okay. And there are definitely wins on your schedule. I think you'll pick up and you'll make the playoffs as well. Uh, and the Saints are just a travesty we'll move on i'm not talking about the saints for a long time let's move to the nfc east you have okay, the you Eagles. Take real quick oh, oh did i skip you them. i thought we started yeah, oh, we, we started with we started with top i'm sorry i'm sorry i no, usually no, start okay. with you go ahead all good uh so i think this is Toff's division to lose here's where i think malik's gonna struggle haskins is playing very average and that's what he did in Pittsburgh, and that's why Washington initially shipped them off too. It's because he's average. That's exactly it. And they did not improve on the quarterback after Teddy Bridgewater. They traded away Christian McCaffrey to bring in Cam Akers, and they're leaning a lot on Akers and their other running back, Wakefield. However, the Panthers are excelling at their defense right now. 17 total interceptions as a team with Von Bell leading with five. 
what the Bucks are struggling to do right now is just play very good defense. They're also throwing a little too many interceptions over there, Toss. So I think you got to be a little bit more patient because Goodwin, or Godwin, should I say, I'm sorry, he is eating over there. He's your leading receiver with 40-plus catches, I think, right now. And Evans is always a threat. So I think Toffa has that experience, though, with the first couple of seasons that we've played. So I think he ultimately takes it over because Kelly is struggling with his his quarterback throwing 12 interceptions already. Run game is struggling. He's not forcing turnovers in the Saints or I don't know what the Saints are doing. Rebuild mode, if you want to call it that. Uh, not really because they haven't traded Michael yeah, Thomas. Absolutely. He only has 10 catches through four weeks. Hey, Kamara is the leading receiver there. And wide receiver is not catching the ball. And Gerardo, I think, just was not the right quarterback for, uh, you know, for Spence to eventually draft. So I think this is the Bucks. I think they overtake this division at eleven and five. When I sit back and I look at Spence, he had the opportunity to trade Thomas, and he didn't. And this is a guy that. Best receiver in the league on paper, right? And he does not use him. I don't think Thomas has had a season where he's had over a thousand yards receiving and over fifty catches. Let the guy go, get some capital for him, and just start start doing. You can get a good haul still for a guy like that. And he's holding on to him for some reason because he well, feels that. So else, let me stop you. He did have a trade agreed to. He was getting two firsts and I think a second round pick from Andy. And it's too much. It, it got vetoed, right? So he wants more than that, and I agree. Thomas is worth more than a first round pick. Yes, he is. Well, he's yeah, worth, absolutely. He's but right. Not two so, first round picks from a guy that will give you a high two first round picks. But not really. Andy was on the cusp of making the playoffs last cycle. I think getting a guy like Michael Thomas puts Andy over the top, especially in that division. It does give him a chance to compete and win the division yes, the way that he right. runs the ball. So right. I, if I'm Andy, like I haven't had success in this league, or at least not a ton of it. And I'm kind of on the come up. Let me take my shot, get this guy, and hopefully he puts me over the edge. I don't hate that trade. If I'm if I'm uh, Spencer, I wouldn't move Michael Thomas for a one and a two either. I think that that value is too low. So what? You you keep him for the next two years? Two years know, left on his contract. I mean, me me and Spencer are also very different. I would use him. I wouldn't yeah, just have him yeah. out there collecting snaps. Yeah. And you really can't compare, man. And it is if he, he doesn't even like decoy him. He just has him running streaks, and it's just there. Like I don't get it. Yeah, talk when about you had Thomas, you killed it. When I had Thomas, I killed it with it. You know? Yeah, he's a super talented receiver. But I also agree, like, he should go for more than a one and a two. Yeah, but he's going to go for nothing. He's going to keep him here for two years. It's not going to make him win. I agree with Pat. He's, you know, he's paying him $23 million a year or something. All that money's locked up. It's not going to make him win. He hasn't had bad seasons. I mean, last year, 900 yards, eight touchdowns. The year before, 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. Like, so he did get a 1,000-yard season with him. Okay. Yeah, he, and then he had an 800-yard to start the cycle with six. Like, it's not that it's bad. That's bad for a guy like that who just, can easily get 1,400 you know, receiving yards. What I'm saying, I get that. And 10-plus touchdowns, yeah. I get that he's probably worth, worth these, what that pick may have been. And if it wasn't with Andy, who some they think are going to be high picks, it, like if that was going to, say, an Ernest offered that trade, yeah, they're probably going to approve it, you know. But it's it's tough. But at the same time, it's like get something, because his value is yeah. only going down after this season, and then after yeah. that, you're just going to let him go to free agency, and the Jets are going to sign him when he's 33. And he's going to go <laughs> the Jets up. will not. The oh, Jets yeah. will not sign him. I, ne- I will not have the cap space. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, just he's not. Look at Odell. Odell's done nothing. 
I don't know. I I I would hold on to him if I'm Spencer. I don't agree with just trade him for the sake of getting some sort of value. Like I don't agree. Like we say the same thing about Lamar. I think that Lamar trade was awful for BP. And I get you're not winning with him, but a guy like like you're not gonna find. You know how long it's gonna take to build a rookie wide receiver up into a Michael Thomas? Like that's it's gonna take you a long, long ass time to do that. And if you if you get that high, like this guy is the best receiver in the league, except for maybe Hopkins. And I'm not moving him for that little. Like, I just wouldn't. I would rather keep him. I'll get my 900 yards and my eight touchdowns, and he's on the field. And if I need a key third down, that's who I'm looking at. And, you know, it opens up things a little bit more for Kamara and the rest of the backs there in uh, New Orleans. And I'm I'm keeping him. There's no way I'm moving a guy like that for that little. I don't know, man. And then, you know, he he gets rid of Rankins, the guy that blew his team up the first cycle, the first season. Well, and I mean, his GM work has been abysmal outside of this move. I mean, look at at that one offseason where he did blow his team up. He he moved around up and down, up and down, up and down, then picked just to get Geraldo. And now he hates Geraldo and he stinks with him. So, I mean, Spencer's cycle is over. This guy's not going over 500 the rest of the cycle, I don't think. This team is abysmal unless he lands a big-time quarterback back and figure it out uh his cycle's done yep agreed yeah i mean my thing is just you're, you're paying him so much money like the things you could do with that money are crazy i was trying to find yeah. another wide receiver he's had that's ever put up anywhere near the stats i mean his tight end had a 800 yard season last year but you look at you know deontay harris who he's had like last year 26 catches for 300 yards 540 the year before like yeah, clearly he's a like, return guy though. But but it's his number two wide receiver. Like clearly, Michael Thomas. He is, won't go get anybody else. Yeah. He's the best guy he has there. Like I was going to try to argue that he could be good with some lesser guy only paying him a rookie contract and still put up these yards. But he he isn't the QB to do that, you know. And especially Geraldo's not the guy to do it. But he's also just not the user to do it. So I'm almost talking myself in that yeah, keep Thomas. You know, you're not gonna. Mm. You, you're not going to have that safety blanket anywhere else. The person that catches balls that he shouldn't and can, you know, get past that. So yeah, I don't hate him not letting him go for. I do 100%. More than it's worth. And you can argue either side of that, but yeah. he hasn't shown that he can do it with a lesser receiver and he could get rid of Thomas and have 80 overall guys there and be the worst offense in the league. You know, it might be the only thing keeping him even in the conversation of a real offense if he's there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get to some more not real offenses in the league. A NFC East. You have the Washington Football Team at zero and three. You have the illustrious New York Giants and their wonderful owner Brandon Beach at one and three. You have the Cowboys at two and two, and and then in first place the Eagles. No surprise at three and two. Um, interesting division. I hate Weed Seeds off season. I think that he ruined this team, and now he's in tank mode and. It's going to be an ugly year for him. I don't like what he did at all. He built the team up for two years, got real close. He, you know, was the number one seed last last season, and then blew the whole thing up. And I don't get that. I really don't get it. I I, I don't I don't understand what he's doing. Um, but you know, whatever. That's that's cool. Um, I mean, the Eagles are going to run away with this thing. Cowboys are going to sputter and finish with six or seven wins. The Giants will get to three wins, maybe, and the football team will be around two to three wins as well. Um, you know, there's not a ton to talk about. Obviously, Adele coming off a Super Bowl win, you know he's going to win this division. Hurts being out for, I think, another four games now. Uh, he just won with 
who he signed. He's on Kirk Cousins. Yeah, his boy Kirk Cousins. So he won with Kirk Cousins against the, the Bills, who I already picked to go to the playoffs. So he'll be fine, and this division is his. Um, we'll start with Pat. Pat, what are your thoughts on the East? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say it's the Cowboys' year to win it with... Do um, not say that. The football team's <laughs> going to hit tank mode. Weed, Weed hates me right now. You know, I, for some reason, he wanted Archer and thinks he was that much better than the guy he actually took. But he's not. I, I don't know what that plan was. He's going to tank. He's going to try to you know take this year off and rebuild it. Adele just won his Super Bowl. He's kind of had a up and down start to this season. Some great wins, some bad losses. And then you have the Cowboys sitting there at two and two, but they're you know they almost they had a real game versus the Jets, but barely beat the Giants. Get destroyed by the Niners, and the you know. The schedule doesn't insane. get easier. Like I want to say it's going to happen, but he's going to have to come into the end of the season where he has to play the Rams, Dolphins, Lions, football team, Giants, where he, he could win all those games from thir- week 13 on. But before that, there's some tough like – there's not many games he can just really win. And unless you know, Adele really does sit back and kind of has an offseason, I don't see how Adele doesn't win this. As much as I want the Cowboys to have their year, I just – I don't see it happening. So, yeah, I think Adele kind of runs away with it. The Giants are going to be the Giants. Weed is going to dig into the lab and try to figure out how to fix the team he kind of just tore apart. So the Eagles are going to make another run. I mean, he, he'll probably get Hurts back and hit a great stride, and, you know, who knows what he'll do with the rest of the season. All right, we'll go with, uh, we'll go with Reed here. What are your thoughts? I was really, like you just said earlier, man, we had a phenomenal season. Number one seed, and, and, and it wasn't really even close, man. He played fantastic. He had a top five defense. He had a really good offense. And then he said that all that winning wasn't fun, and now he wants to focus on just having fun. So I guess losing is fun? I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Winning isn't everything. It's all about having fun. You know, you have the JP mentality. Let's just go out here and have some fun and play these games, right? But to to get to just to trade up your team to blow up the team that took you there, and I thought this was gonna be his fucking cycle after that point, man. Adele is Adele. He's gonna win some games, he's gonna lose some games, but overall, he's Adele. He's one of the best users in the league. I'm not nothing else to say there. Um, Cowboys are gonna be Cowboys. He stinks one game, and in some games he plays really well. He makes you think that okay, maybe White Gray has something here, but he goes back to his bullshit. And Beach is gonna be Beach, right? So Adele will win the division, and that's just that. Ikem? Well, clearly, I mean, we've seen the damage Adele can do. He finished, what, 9-7 and seven last year and goes on uh, the road for every playoff game and ends up in the Super Bowl and wins it. So even with Hurts missing, it's clearly his division. Yeah, is, is White Greg going to be competitive? I think he has put together a – well, he traded away two great offensive linemen, but he did obtain some defense, I guess, to make up uh, for, for those uh, losing those two defensive linemen. But I think he's also lacking in identity because he still just distributes the ball between Zeke and Tony Pollard. And I get that change of pass, pace back. But, man, you got to feed Zeke and feed Zeke because of he's a superstar X Factor. He's got the skills, and I feel like he doesn't utilize him enough. Um, 
The Washington football team, I guess we did mention in chat, he is going with a whole different mindset going forward. He just wants to have fun. It's not about winning. And But I think it's clear to see that quarterback Marcel Germain is just not the, the answer at quarterback. They still have Mariota on the roster. I actually inquired about trading for him after my quarterback. I heard for he's out of trades. Uh, and then the Giants, uh, they're an average. They're, you know, on offense and defense, they're ranked 20th uh, as far as points given. Evan Ingram is a stud. Uh, Silvers on defensive end is a stud. I think he needs to be usered a lot more, and I think he could be a lot more disruptive in the passing game for the Giants uh, to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks. But this is uh, Adele's division going forward for the foreseeable future. Yeah, he's going to skip his way to a division title. Um, there's not going to be a lot of pushback in the the NFC East. Let's move on. Last but not least, we have the NFC West. The Niners are at 3 and 0. The Rams are at a surprising 3 and 1. The Cardinals at 2 and 2 and the Seahawks are at 3 and 2. Um interesting division. I think this is definitely the best division in the league right now. Um you know It's 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 going to be interesting to watch how these teams start to defend Ernest with Lamar because obviously that is the most like pressing thing in the division, right? They've made a lot of moves this offseason. Lamar was injected into this division. McCaffrey was injected into this division. Derrick Henry's been injected into this division. There's been a lot happening in the NFC West, and all of these guys are kind of in an arms race right now trying to get over each other. Um I think that it's going to come down to eventually be a two-team race. I do think the Niners obviously are going to sustain. I trust the Cardinals more. I trust Ramesu as a user more than I trust Cad, and definitely more than I trust Jim. Um, Jim is off to a nice start, but I don't see it lasting a whole season. And I don't really know what Cad wants to do with the Seahawks, right? Like, he had two good running backs on the roster. I think going out and trading for Henry was an abysmal move. I thought it was a terrible trade. Like, you just paid both of your running backs, and now you're bringing in a third. Um, and, you know, he has all those weapons, right, at, to throw the ball with, and he had such a bad year last year with Russ, but the year before that was really good. The guy was in the championship game, and he did it on the back of his passing attack, right? So I don't really know what... I don't think he knows what he wants his identity to be, and he, I guess, is trying to, like, balance everything out by adding Henry, but, I mean, you have two running backs, and... You know, the defense still isn't great over there. There's still some holes. I would have liked you to spend those picks and go fill out the rest of the defense and, you know, try to match your offense because I still think that he's capable of scoring points with the guys that he has on offense. So I don't know. I don't love that trade for him. I don't think in the end it's going to work out well. I could be wrong. I mean, Henry's good enough. He could just say, you know, fuck it and just run through everybody but you know in terms of guys that i trust and game planning wise and guys on the sticks i mean Ernest is just so far ahead of everyone else right now in terms of offense and defense that it's hard to envision a situation where the niners are not 14 and 2 and the first seed and on their way to the super bowl it's just i don't see that not happening now especially with the cycle this guy's put together already um so i think he's hands down been the best gm of the cycle so far and He's killing it on the stick. So Ernest having himself a great cycle, and I think it's just going to be too much for these other teams to overcome. Uh, we'll go to Ikem. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the, 
Ernest made some amazing moves, obviously, in obtaining Lamar Jackson, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions, number one scoring offense in the red zone right now, scoring 41 points a game through three games. Number one defense per yardage uh, through three games as well. So playing great on both sides of the ball. Uh, I thought of one funny stat is Lamar's only ran for 32 yards in three games. But I expect that number to go up a lot more as teams start to figure out kind of how he's playing. Uh, the rollout, I don't know if it, I don't want to call it the rollout cheese, but he's going to make you, you know, make a decision when he gets outside of the pocket. Do you go after Lamar or are you going to leave a receiver open down the field? <clears throat> I agree with you as far as Jim. He has the 31st ranked offense right now. So he's grinding out games. Yeah, he's winning them because he has the sixth best defense uh, as far as defensive points allowed. But when someone starts picking apart your defense, I don't think he's going to be able to put up enough points on the board to get back in those types of games. And But the Seahawks, again, what is Cad doing? We don't know. Like He's always been, uh, I, I think, pretty aggressive offensively. And this year, I don't feel like he's he, he's putting a good defense as far as points allowed. He's fourth ranked, but 24th in uh, yardage. So he, he's not allowing the the points to be put up on the board, but again, I don't think he's figured out his identity uh, as far as on offense. He did trade for wide receiver Marcus Peterson from the Lions, who's leading the team in receiving touchdowns. And then the Cardinals, uh, where did their identity go? Uh, Kyler is throwing for 75% uh, uh, completion percentage rated and six touchdowns, but they're not putting up the points that we've seen in the past. But their defense is tough to get points on because – Isaiah Simmons, I mean, this guy's going to most likely potentially win his fourth Defensive Player of the Year award. So I bet it's uh, 49ers, I think, uh, to lose. I think the Cardinals come in second with the Rams and Seahawks missing out on the playoffs. Yeah, I have it going the same way. Uh, Pat, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. The, the Niners, I mean, they're points for 41 and against 19. Like, if he keeps it up, he, he – He's not going to lose many games. He'll get in some tough games, but I, I could see him just going undefeated in the division, you know. And yeah, I love Jim. I love the Rams right now. They're three and one. He's got his bye week, I think, in week seven or eight, eight, and he might win out two there. He's got the Rams, Ravens, Washington football team. He might go six and one. That I only see one like win. That's against the Saints, where I can just be like, yeah, the Rams are winning that game. Maybe the Cowboys also, but he's playing a lot of his division. He has to play Adele. Like it's just, it's not going to be an easy setup. You know, he pretty much has all divisional games outside of three to go on, and I just don't see him really pulling that out. So he's going to have to, but I could easily see a way where he goes seven and nine, and ends up being last place in the division after starting out. Th- where I think you might start at six and one. The Cardinals, I think, are going to start to figure this out. And I, I really think the Seahawks kind of got sucked into a big name trade. Going to get Henry, you know, he has Chris Carson, who he started the season with, who they both have around 50 carries now. He was averaging a, like another yard more. Like he, he was being more productive. And I think you look at Henry, he's so good, he's so overpowering. He's overpowering kind of as this threat. You have to have this very good play action or just passing offense to begin with and then let Derrick Henry just demoralize people late in games and he's I 
if he's thinking he's going to be this guy that he can just come out and just run and run and run, one that I just don't think that's going to win this division. It's too much. It's too overpowering of a division. I think he probably sent a lot of stuff, and he's going to spend a lot of money having Henry when Chris Carson and Penny could have been just as good for this team, and it's going to kind of hurt him down the road. And you have Ernest now with Lamar Jackson. I, Ernest probably wins this division the rest of the cycle. I mean, the Cardinals and Seahawks are just going to fight for spots, and the Rams keep on this trajectory they're on of getting better. They're going to get their like a shot in the playoffs here at some point. I don't think it's going to be this year, but it's going to happen. But, yeah, the, the, however Ernest pulled this off is pretty much set him up to dominate this division for a long time. Yeah, it's so crazy, too, because I really thought that this cycle, like, Romesu would take that step and you know he had success early but he hasn't been able to get it done in the playoffs and kind of Ernest has snuck in there twice and made the Super Bowl twice and won one of them and now he's not sneaking anything he's just kicking the door down and walking his way in there um tough how do you see the west shaking up or not or not you know it's up to you All right, Reed's not with us. That's cool. Um, I guess we. Oh my bad. On. I was talking the whole time. I had my mic muted. Um, what I was, I'll be crap saying. When I said the AFC that you were bullshit while everyone trading you, all the shit and you uh, picking up all these great players. Ernest is the equivalent of the NFC. It's bullshit. Who in their fucking right mind is gonna give Ernest Lamar Miller? Lamar I mean, Miller. Uh, Lamar. Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Excuse <laughs> I me. Wish you um, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller's not that good. When I when I look at this right. And he hasn't even really opened up the game. He hasn't really utilized him to the full extent of his abilities, man. So it's scary, right? I, I it makes you just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna play my games and just do what I do because this guy's gonna he's killing it right now. It's not even fucking close. I think Ramesu will be fine. He, he's he's two and two now, but I'm not too worried about the the Cardinals, man. The Cardinals, if that's a good coach, um, he'll he'll get that. It's only you know it's only week five. I'm not gonna start. Few and doom and gloom on the Cardinals. I will though on the Seahawks. They're three and two, but I'm not. I'm not impressed. I like the. I like the Henry trade. I didn't like the Wagner trade. I thought you know you keep that guy, but he's gonna bring in a, a another big time player on his offense. Um, but he's still not utilizing DK. So at the end of the day, use the players you have instead of going out and getting guys that you don't need. Yeah, I just don't love that trade because it's not like he was a team desperate for a running back. He has two good, like Carson's good, and he just re-signed Penny to decent money. Like, you have two good running backs that are more than serviceable to have a one-two punch there. Derrick Henry's really not what you need when you look at the Seahawks, right? Like, yeah, he traded Wagner, he was able to get a pick, and he landed a good rookie last draft, so like, I guess he's okay with that just because of the age there. I mean, Jamal's still on the defense, but... The secondary is still pretty good. He paid Marcus Peters a ton of money, which is one of the worst signings in free agency. His safety situation is okay. So, like, the secondary is good. But the linebackers are all right. Like, Shaquem Griffin's okay. He's a superstar. He's 28 and 80 overall. Jordan Brooks is okay. He's nothing special in 80 overall. Uh, his right outside linebackers is 63 overall. So, God knows. I guess he's starting Cody Barton somewhere. I haven't really watched too many games. Like, the D-line is not very good. So, I mean, outside of his his... Uh, end that he drafted that's a superstar right like there's no one in that front seven that you're really excited about so if teams just line up and ground and pound and run it down cad's throat i think he's going to have a problem he, yeah he's good at user rushing but 
you know, if guys figure out who he's using and double team, like he's not going to do well. And I think there's a couple holes along the offensive line also that patching those guys up in those positions would have been a lot better than bringing in a guy like Henry. So, you know, I, he only has four wide receivers on the roster. Like, I just don't really know what his vision is and, and what he's trying to do. But getting 290-plus overall running backs, I, I don't think that was the move, and I don't think it was necessary. And a lot, uh, Rashad Penny's an 83 overall, and he just locked him up. So I think that there's other things that could have been done this offseason and the beginning of this cycle that would have helped CAD a lot more to round out his roster. But hey, if you're just going to run the ball a million times and it works for you, so be it. But I, I, I don't love the move, and I don't know. I feel like he... It's hard to say he didn't help himself by adding a guy as good as Henry because, of course, he did. But the level of production jump from Carson to Henry, I don't think is going to be as felt as if he improved some of these other positions with really valuable players, right? Like, if he went out and got, like, I don't know, if he traded for an 85-plus middle linebacker somewhere, I think that would have did wonders more for his team than getting Henry and jumping up from Carson to Henry. So, I don't know. We'll I see. agree. In his last game with Henry against Cincinnati, 16 rushes, 55 yards, no touchdowns. Right. It's like, <laughs> great. We That's what we traded for, you know, and I have two backs on the team ready. I don't know. I, I don't love it, but it's not my team. Um, let's move on. We will go with our next slice, kind of replacing the deep dish here. Icom, you have those trades. Let's talk about some of the trades and some of the moves that happened since the last time we spoke. Um you know, with some of the trades that we haven't touched on yet on the divisions. Yeah, one of the big trades, uh, well, it was a blunder at first when the Cowboys had traded for Javon Kinlaw with the 49ers. Uh, he traded the wrong pick, or submitted the wrong pick anyway, but he ultimately did make the trade happen, and he traded one of his best linemen, right guard Zach Martin, to Ernest in the 49ers. So that was one of those uh, Ernest could uh, – you know, he felt like he could afford to lose Kinlaw and, and the you know, receives one of the best linemen in the game uh, for protection for Lamar Jackson. I felt that was a huge trade. Uh, also, the 49ers got a future first-round pick with that. Yeah, so, I don't know. I've roasted Zach and PMs about this. He So you get the Cowboys, right, to start the cycle. One of their strengths is their O-line. Because you have two really good linemen. And you move both those guys in one offseason, he doesn't have Tyron Smith anymore either, right? Correct. So, like, you got rid of 290-plus. I think Smith is probably a 90. What is he? Well, I don't know what his overall is, but he's above a 90. Yeah, you traded 295-plus alignment. In a game where there's not a ton of good linemen, especially not that good, and finding replacements for offensive linemen is super difficult. And finding good defensive pieces isn't that hard. I get Kinlaw's a beast and he's good and he's young, but now you got to pay this guy, right? So I would rather you, and he just, I mean, he just made a good pick drafting that end and at a college in the draft at four overall. He got an X factor, I believe, right? So I get like now his D line is really solid, but his offensive line stinks and his offense is struggling. And He's a guy who, when under pressure, does throw a lot of interceptions, and he did that with a good O-line. Now his O-line is nowhere near as good as it was, and it's going to be immensely harder to replace guys like that along your offensive line in a game like this where you don't see a lot of them. And if you do get a good rookie lineman, it's going to take forever to build them up to be that good. And 
you know, when you get a good defensive tackle, like Pat, how good is your D tackle you drafted two years ago? The um, guy's an X factor. How what's his overall now? Um, give me like he's got to be high eighties, like eighty-eight or something like that. Right. So that's not that much worse than Kinlaw, right? He's younger. You haven't had to pay that guy yet, and you know you traded a, probably a future top pick for it, which is going to be up there. Like you're not winning more than eight games this season, uh, and it's a defensive tackle. Like how how many teams? Go from like five, six, seven wins, they get a D tackle, and now they jump up to, you know, 10, 11, 12 wins. It doesn't happen. It's not that big. I get you want to stop the run. There's other ways to do so. And, you know, you drafted a good X factor. If you would have signed a decent, you know, D tackle, because there were a couple good ones in free agency, and you plug that guy there, yeah, he's not an X factor, but you you would have got what you wanted and you would have kept your picks and you would have kept your 98 overall guard and you trade him to the best team who just got Lamar Jackson in your own conference. Like if you do ever have aspirations of competing and being a good user, you can't trade him to a guy in your conference that already has a juggernaut of a team. And now you just give him the best guard in the game. And you know, his contract isn't that bad. Like, you're going to end up paying Kinlaw more than he's paying Martin, right? So, in the end, I think it's a bad trade for the Cowboys. Uh, he kind of learned his lesson. He feels like an idiot now because I explained to him how important O-line is, and mm. he's a clown for this, but I hate this trade. Pat, what are your thoughts? I, I agree. I mean, just to give Ernest such a good O-lineman, I mean, whether he, I don't know the timeline, whether he knew he had Lamar at this point, didn't know he had Lamar at this point. Did, like, Lamar was the first trade of the, se- yeah, of the so offseason. He knows he has Lamar. Then he gives him this amazing offensive lineman. That's just going to, like, what are you even playing for anymore? Like, oh, we'll just have some fun. Maybe I'll make the playoffs. Like, you, you're trying to go for Like, you just made the Niners. Well, he can't tank. Best- he doesn't have a pick. He traded his pick for this upcoming year. He just made the Niners one of the best teams around and gave away a pick. And then you look at Kinlaw through these games. He has zero sacks. Zero anything. Like he has like seven tackles. He hasn't done anything. I get you get the good defensive end, and you know Kinlaw's young, and it is going to make this D line good in the future once Lawrence is gone, and he can kind of start to, you know, build it. But yeah, I mean, you're talking about my guy Clifton. Like, yeah, they're the same age, same everything. Like, but he has sex. He has the, like he's doing stuff. During this. Like Kinlaw hasn't done anything. Now that continues. It's a huge bust for him. To do that and to give up someone who's going to protect your quarterback. Like, having a defense is great, but, like, you need to protect. I mean, if you've ever watched where your left tackle gets injured in a game, how the how the pressure comes, and we know how the animations are now. If you're getting hit mm-hmm. and throwing, you're throwing picks. Like, it's kind of like this whole thing where, like, you might think you have a guy open, but if you don't have someone blocking, you get hit in the back, like, that thing is just sailing to the other team. And yeah, it's gonna, a dead duck. And this is a guy who throws picks anyway, even when he's not getting hit. Yeah, and you're going to start seeing that, like, you're just going to throw these picks that you thought were open throws, and next thing you know, like, you're not going to be able to compete in games. Like, you can't give away O-linemen. Like, yeah, having D-line's great and all this stuff, but, I mean, to give away that and to the team he gave it away to, like, that's rough. It's just such a short-minded thought process about this and zach i'm sorry for just ragging on you for a whole segment but like it's just like my team no get sack me get d tackle and he like goes out and trades him and now he's realizing like oh shit i gave up an offensive lineman and now i'm getting sacked a ton when you know it hasn't been bad for him like 
Dak's pretty mobile, so if you have good protection in front of him, you have that time to escape and get rid of the ball. So, like, now he doesn't have that time anymore, and he's just getting crushed back there. And, like, I get it. You traded an old guy away and got a young guy. But, like, it, it, it's so much more that goes into it than that. It's not like, okay, you know, I traded an old guy and got some youth, and, like, it's a good trade. Like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> Positions matter, and D-tackle's not very high on my list of importance. It's probably, like... I don't know, closer to like seven or eight or nine, you know, where offensive line is number two outside of quarterback. So, I mean, I get it. You want to get more pressure and your, your secondary is not great. And look, his defense has been playing fantastic so far to start the year. It's been tough to score on him, but if you can't score yourself and you can't win, like you can't win games either. So, you know, getting turnovers and, and having your defense dominate is only going to take you so far if you can't put the ball in the end zone yourself. And losing two 95-plus offensive linemen is just mind-numbing. It's my, Like, if you wanted to trade one of those guys and you trade Tyron Smith away because he's super old and you make this deal, I don't hate it as much. But getting rid of both of them is just, ugh, it's terrible. Yep. All right, <clears throat> what's next? How about when the Washington football team traded Chase Young to the Cleveland Browns for the third overall pick? which turned into ultimately Wayne Pitts, a cornerback, and a future first and third. And for me, the big impact is it's a stat number, obviously, because Montez Sweat benefited from Chase Young being on the roster and had 22 sacks in 2021, 15 sacks in 2022, and at this point in our season, he's only had one sack. So I think with the focus not being on Chase Young, it's all focused on Montez Sweat, and that has affected his gameplay and uh, him getting to the quarterback. So this move I don't hate as much because of who he got. So when you look at Weed's corner situation, he has two really good cornerbacks now because Skinner, who he took two years ago, is a superstar, and he's only 24. Pitts is going to – he's probably a superstar. I haven't checked. Um, you have two guys at 94 he's speed. Like, Yeah, he's hitting Dev now. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be very – like these guys are both very good corners, so his secondary is set. <sighs> With how easy it is to get the D-line up there, I don't hate this one as much. And the fact that he was able to get the third overall pick, and he has Cleveland's first this year, uh, I don't see Cleveland being a playoff team. Uh, he did just lose a game just went final. He did lose by a field goal to the Steelers and like a last-second kick. So, I mean, he's playing well and he's running the ball well, but I just don't see him like taking that step yet. He's still super new, so he's got plenty of time to kind of get it together and figure red zone out. But, you know, it, it's tough to lose that pick. And, you know, you traded two first-round picks for a guy. I get Chase Young's awesome, and he's good, and he's young. But it's just like these D linemen are pretty replaceable with how easy it is to get defensive line depth games if you use them. And they come out of the box pretty good. Like, defensive line is always a lot more available, I think, than offensive linemen are. Um you know, so he does that, and then he's able to go get a good corner. And how many great corners, lockdown corners, have we seen? It's not a ton. This is how I used to build my teams years ago, is I would get two lockdown corners, and, you know, if the front seven would be the front seven, and however he did, we ain't giving it up through the air. 
so that's kind of seems to be the way he's going. I still think that Sweat will be fine if he adds another like piece there. Uh, he's obviously going to be the guy for a while. Um, you know, Deron Payne has been hurt too, so that doesn't help him. Um, he also lost who else did he have? Ionitis, I believe, and he got rid of him as well. Uh, so that's another big blow too. Like that was a really good D line he had last year, and a big reason why he went, you know, uh, as the one seed. So I don't, I don't hate this one as much because I do think that he traded a position that is a little bit easier to find guys like this and was able to go get the cornerback, which is a lot tougher. But my big knock against Pitts, the guy that uh, we drafted, he's, he's super tiny. Five foot nine. So mm-hmm. like what's he gonna like when he's got these six four six foot three, six foot four guys he's gotta go against. It's gonna be interesting to see how he turns out down the road. So I mean he, this is kind of where the game planning comes in too, right? And I think he's a good enough as a defensive coordinator to figure this out. Like Skinner's six three, and then you have this guy Carson who's not bad. He's fast enough to stay in coverage. Obviously his coverage traits aren't as great, but you know, if you're worried about jump balls on the goal line, like that, you know, you could always sort by height and kind of roll that way. I think Pitts would be easily the best slot corner in the league. Uh, you know, if he could, if he, if he uses him in that capacity and kind of moves him around. So like weed has the opportunity here to get really creative with his defense and, I kind of I like that. I I you know I don't hate this trade. It's hard to give away a guy like Chase Young. It's it's tough to move him, but I I don't hate it. Like, and the more I talk about it, the more I actually like the trade. Yeah. So all right, I, I'm gonna add on to that. So what did he what did he get for Chase Young? It was two first. It was the th- third overall pick mm-hmm. in a future first. Okay. So in a third, in a future third. So so he'll have a. First this year and a third this year from the Browns. So I'm assuming the Browns had two first picks in this draft we just went by because they got Curtis Kidd. They had one later in the round because they traded down. Yes, they got Curtis Kidd, who is a great. He's going to be a great D tackle. You know, he's he comes in as a hidden dev. He's 75 overall up right now. He's 21 years old. Now my issue with you can't go against one for bringing some a 24 year old, 92 overall, super like great player. He's going to have to pay him, and he put some. You know, he's got Miles Garrett there. I wish he would just switch Chase Young to left end, so I didn't have to see, you know, yeah. Miles Garrett. And, and he's also got Brian Torrance. But who's that, young. here's my issue: is that he has Brian Torrance. That's what I was trying to get to. Is he has this yeah. superstar, twenty-five year old left end, eighty-one overall, like for all intents and purposes, is a good defensive end to have on the other side of Miles Garrett. You bring in this rookie Curtis kid. You kind of just built this. What's going to be a very good D line? I don't know that you need to give away a third overall pick and a future first to get Chase Young. I don't know that. Yeah, he's better than Brian Torrance, but now you're just going to, I mean, trade Brian Torrance, do something. Maybe he gets some value back for him. Maybe he can get a first back for Torrance. That'd be the smart thing to try to do. But like, if he doesn't do that and Torrance just kind of falls into this not getting many reps on the field type of player, it's kind of a a messed up trade to bring in Chase Young when you have talent at the age of 25 already on the team. And Torrance, I think, led the team in sacks the season before Chase Young came on. Yeah, last season. I think Torrance has been good since he's been drafted. He was yeah. kind of that third DN that went that first draft. It was Torrance, it was uh, Turner, and it was Silver. So he was kind of that third guy, and he had a really good two years under Pruitt. So Torrance isn't a bad player by any means. He's a really good end. And now he has two of them, which I, I, I also I don't think it was a bad trade. I think that he did give up a lot 
especially when the Browns kind of have some holes still as well. But, hey, look, he's playing tough over there in Cleveland, and he's running the ball, and he's in these games. So it could be a win-win. I mean, that's not something we always see in red zone, but this could be a win-win. Yeah, yeah. Just, he should try to get something for – if Torrance is going to sit there or he can't somehow move him to detect or do something with him, like, you got to get some of what you traded for Young back for another great talent you have on the team that just isn't going to get that much playing time. All right. Moving on, how about the Pittsburgh Steelers trading Juju Smith-Schuster to the Philadelphia Eagles for a first-round pick? A struggling Pittsburgh offense already, <laughs> and they trade one of their best receivers to a highly competitive team in the NFC. Yeah, let's – again, it comes down – and I can't say anything because I'm one of the teams on this list, but there's certain guys, like, you just don't send an asset to. Like, you just really – you traded Juju for a very late first because you know Adele's going to be in the playoffs and he's going to make a run. He's the defending so Super Bowl champion. second-round pick, basically. Well, essentially, right. And Juju's good. I mean, I tried to get Juju every offseason so far, and he just won't send him to me. Um <laughs> I mean, he ate a cap penalty because he did resign him two years ago, right? So it's like, I don't love this move, and I don't love... I mean, I, I'm glad he sent him to the NFC. I think that was smart, and that he had the foresight to do that, unlike what Zach did. But I think that a guy like Juju, with a young quarterback who does not have the best attributes. I would want to put as many good weapons around him as I can, and I get it, you're a run-first, run-heavy team. But a guy like Juju, even if he isn't bringing in 100 catches a year and isn't a 1,000-yard guy with 12 touchdowns, he is a decoy and someone you absolutely have to put attention to and probably your number one corner on because he is good enough to get open and make a bunch of big plays, which opens things up for your other guys like Claypool and whoever else he has over there at wide receiver. So... I don't want to say I hate this trade, but I, I'm not in love with it by any means. Um, you know, get it. Listen, you get a first round pick. It's nice, but you know, that pick is going to be super late. Um, I would like to see him maybe get like a one and a three for Juju. I would have felt a lot better about that or a one and a four, but it is what it is. I don't hate it. I just hate that. He sent him to Adele. I, I agree <laughs> with you. And I'm sure you all listened to Adele's little podcast. He did about jamming and team building. And he, he talked a little bit about his trades and, you know, kind of about planning and, like, yeah, he's going to have to pay him and this, and he already costs money, and you're giving up a first. Adele knows his first is late, and he knows he's never going to get, like, for the most part, some great player in his first. So, yeah, bringing in 26-year-old, 91 overall guy is huge. So what the Steelers need to do is sit there and be like, hey, like, this isn't a great pick. The guy just won the Super Bowl. Can I probably get more? And Adele went into this, like, Hey, Daddy Leagues, like, they had the trade worth. Like, you guys really shouldn't look at that. Like, that that was Adele's biggest, like, you know, don't look at that so I can rate people in trades. Like, yeah, look at it. It should be the bottom of what you're really trying to get. And he took exactly what it says it is, a late first-round pick. Like, I agree with you. It should have been a first and a third. It should have been a first and something else. Like, yep. You can't go to Super Bowl champs and then just kind of give them the bottom of what it's worth or not try to get him to a team that is going to give you a better first round pick. You know, yeah, there was, I, I imagine Juju could have easily been shipped to a different team that thinks they could, could p- compete. That is middle of the road where your pick would at least be better in that first round. Or at least there's you a know, chance well, it's in the lower part. Like, like Adele, there's not much chance you're that's 
below 20, uh, below 25. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and maybe he just hasn't, the Steelers never picked that high before, but like, it's not a first round pick for the most part. Like, everyone's gone. Anyone you had on your, you know, trade block that you thought you might want to get, they're gone for the most part. Like, 25 picks is a lot yeah. of players that are gone. And you just sent one of the better wide receivers in the league, and he's young. And like you said, I think the Daddy League feature is a good starting point, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Like, it's a good starting point. It kind of gives you an idea of what you could get, but, like, you should probably ask for more than what Daddy Leagues is telling you what your guy is worth. Yeah, and especially if you're tra- – like, that late first-round pick, like, yeah, okay, like, maybe – but, like, just look at that as a first-round pick. Like, maybe you're not getting the top three or four, but you should be looking in the middle, and if you're getting a late first-round pick, so you're clearly going to a guy that it's going to benefit a lot more than you. You need to get something yeah. more. And Adele would have tr- given you more. Like, you may have fought back. And you like that's what a lot of people have to do is, like, you can't try to get a trade done. And, and I know Adele already talked about this, but, like, in the one conversation, like, let people sit every now and then. You know, throw the guy on the block again. Make them, like, make them think you're going somewhere else. Like, you, you can't just – I'm not – against it but just get a little more it just it doesn't seem like enough and especially going to the eagles or say it was earnest like we're talking about these trades to earnest it's the same thing you know i'd be mad if it was a first round pick to earnest for juju and i think here's another thing i think people need to understand like people are going to inquire about your players but they're your players you do not have to give them away if you don't want to like i get emoji hits me up all the time hey is someone so available i get hit by every off season I'm like, no. I'm like, no, he stay, he's a Viking, sorry, you know, and, and Moji moves on. And I get everybody should inquire with teams to obtain other players, but you don't have to trade your guys if you don't want to. Obviously, if you want to, do, but you should try to get as much as you can out of that trade and don't just take the first offer. Yeah, and I think that a lot of guys are afraid to end the negotiation without a deal. and. I tell a lot of my friends this, like I used to sell cars and they're like, all right, well, what's the key to getting the best deal? The key is you have to leave, walk out of the dealership. You have to make the seller desperate, right? Because, because they're they're Someone walks into your PMs, right? And you treat that like your office, you know, they're calling, they want your player. You have something that they want, right? So they kind of have the power. They kind of have the negotiation advantage. You have to kind of get that advantage back. So you, especially in the season, right? Like if this is the off season and trades are flying around and, you know, 15 guys have been shipped off already and you're kind of worried you want to get the deal done. I, I get being a little bit quicker on the trigger there, but if this is something that happens after the fact and, you know, because when did Juju get traded? Was that like week one? Uh, yeah, I believe it was. It was definitely after the draft, right? Yeah, it was after the draft. Right. So now the market's set. Teams are ready. You know, you get a guy that hits you up now and he's trying to do something. It's because his offseason probably didn't go the way he liked. I mean, you're, you just won a Super Bowl. So, you know, the desperation isn't as there as much from Adele. But if it wasn't Adele and it was someone else, right, they're looking to add a wide receiver because they want to improve their team. And they're probably not content, especially if you're giving up a first round pick. They're not content with the way their current wide receiver room looks. There's not a ton of competition there. What other good receivers are on the block that are still young like that? There weren't any, right? So you have all the advantage there. I would let the conversation die uh, and see if he comes back or or 
say, I'm not in love with this deal. If you want to, you know, up it a little bit and, you know, give him a day, give him 24 hours to walk away from it. He's, you know, his chances of going to get somewhere, someone else are not that high. And, you know, if he's not going to pay you more then let him go get someone else and rip someone else off. I'm not saying he ripped him off here, but I think he definitely could have earned more and more in terms of like a third round pick is pretty valuable. So I would have let Adele sit and kind of wait and, and play the waiting game. And it's like a game of chicken, right? And Hey, if he comes back in two hours or 12 hours and says, hey, all right, I'll, I'll give you this. I'll throw this in. Yeah, great. Now I have a deal I like. And if he doesn't and he hasn't made a deal in 24 hours, go PM and be like, hey, you know what? I changed my mind. You still want to do that deal? I don't think Adele's going to tell you, no, I'm going to offer less now. And if he does that, then great. I'm keeping my guy and I can move him elsewhere in the offseason when more teams have trades. So, you know, there's plenty of time. It's not like getting rid of Juju right now was a must. You had time to wait. Uh, so I think that a little bit more patience would help. And this is not just like me ripping King John apart. This is more of like a GM teaching moment for some of the other guys in the league. Um, I think that King John's actually done a pretty good job as a GM. So this is not like aimed at him. This is more to help guys like Andrew and Spencer and white Greg who blow my PMs up about trades all the time. Um, these are the kind of things like you need to start looking at and start doing to be more successful as a GM in the league. I think it's even more than that is just th- he traded him after the draft. So he's getting, let's just say after the season ended, you, you really have to look at who maybe you could do without the next season. Like clearly you could do it with Juju. He traded him. Juju was worth a first before the draft that just happened. So if you look at him trading him then for first, he now he really just traded him for a second because he got a future first at the end of the day. We're looking from when the last season ended. So if you look at it that way, like the season just started. He's giving you a first, so let's just call it, if it was from the last offseason, a future first. And he had all, like he didn't need to trade him right then. Like Adele is the one scraping it. He's the one coming. He was never on the block as far as I know. Adele came to him. And like you, you need to get more. Like if, if someone's coming in your DMs, I've done it to Lefty and it's here every year for Kenny Clark. And he, he would just say no. Like, you know, you can easily just say no. But if you're going to go into that trade negotiation, like, you better get denied the first time. Like, when that goes, like, you better ask for something that the trade committee is not going to accept at first. Because you want to make sure you're getting the most you possibly can. If someone's like, like, if someone like Adele who's great at trading and great at, I don't want to say fucking people over, but get kind of winning trades, slides in your DMs and what you send in just gets approved, you're probably on the wrong side of that trade. And I just, I don't think it's something he had to rush into. He could have waited, like, or get the more picks or do something. But He was in no rush to uh, trade Juju because I don't even, let me double check to make sure Juju, is he a, uh, he wasn't even a three plus one. He's two years left on his contract. And that's so. so. <clears throat> um, we already kind of touched on the Derrick Henry trade. The Titans got a first and a second round pick from the Seahawks. I don't know if we really need to go much more into discussion about it. Uh, how about the Colts trading off uh, Malik Hooker and Braden Smith? Uh, are they throwing in the towel? They received a second and third round pick from the Ravens for Hooker. And then from the Dolphins, they received a first and sixth round pick for Braden Smith, which could be a top five pick for the Colts because the Dolphins are winless at this point. I like it for the Colts. They did this at the, like a couple weeks into the season, right? They, they traded both guys. 
Just now, like uh, last week, yeah, I think so it was, uh, after Jake lost. Yeah, three, four weeks in the season. Jake started out rough, and we kind of have this division where, like, you, there's not much space to have rough patches. You, you have to be winning games. You have to be doing this if you want a chance to be there. So, like, I don't hate this for the Colts. Like, he's looking at the other teams. He's looking that he needs to make a chance, and he, now he just stacked up trades that he – and strapped, you know, stacked up picks that he hasn't had in a while. Killings, he traded away a lot to have him. And Killings yes, is a great quarterback. Like, this might be his chance to not take a season off. Like, Jake could still be competitive. Like, he, it's not like he gave away pieces that are going to destroy him. But it's really going to help him this next year draft or whatever moves he wants to make to fill holes that he thinks he has to. I like it for the Colts because he's a good enough user and the team's good enough to still make a run when he starts, you know, getting some easier games or doing this. And maybe still squeezing the playoffs like he did last year when he wasn't supposed to be in them. And, yeah, maybe that's his shot. And then next year, maybe he can make the jump. So I like this trade for the Colts. Uh, I'm not sure who he traded both of them to. You said the Dolphins and someone else. Uh, the Ravens got Hooker and the Dolphins got Smith. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably overpaid. And neither one of those teams are doing great right now. Well, all three of these teams aren't doing great right now. But I, I'd say the Colts definitely, I like what they did here. For building for the future, because they they haven't had draft picks, they need them, you know, and they can yep. finally start to figure it out, and they have some money right now. So, I I like to see a big off season from the Colts once the season ends. I don't hate the trade either. Um, I hate the trade for Miami. That's abysmal. Like, I I don't know what he's doing over there. Like, you go get a, a tackle and you give up your first round pick, you have no wins and. You have no wins coming from the way that you're playing, and I, I don't get it. Um, you know, and it kind of goes back to what you said, Pat, where he played you, and you said uh, it didn't seem like he wanted to win, right? After we played, he PM'd me, and he's like, yeah, I just had no desire to play this game. I don't want to get any complaints. And it's like, if you can't win and can't score more than five points a game without getting complaints, there's a serious underlying issue here. Um but I like now BM has no first round pick, no second round pick, and no help coming. Like this team is in a bad shape and it's gonna ruin the rest of his cycle, especially if he keeps playing the way that he's playing right now. Um going to the Colts, I mean, I think that Jake's team coming in was good enough to compete. I know he went eight and eight last year and and was pissed he made the playoffs and his whole bullshit charade that he pulled when we played. Um I, I think that this is just Jake being Jake again, and he tells me this is a tired narrative, but look how he acts in chat and runs his team. Uh, this team's good enough to compete right now. Like, There's a lot of good players on this team. Did he help himself? Sure, absolutely. He also lost some key players, but you know, you're just pushing the you're kicking the can down the road another year, right? So like, Amari Cooper's not getting any younger. You know, you, you gave up a lot to go get this guy. He's about to be 30 next year because, you know, you punted on this season. Um, you know, there's other pieces on the team, like, you know, he brought in Justin Coleman. He paid him a good amount of money in free agency. He's 30. He'll be 31. Darius Leonard's going to turn 29 next season when he's ready to compete. Buckner's going to be 30 next season when he's ready to compete. Tomlinson, his other D-tackle, is going to be 30. You know, like, it's not like the youngest team out there, and I would be taking the chances why I have these guys to try to turn it around and figure it out and make something happen. I get it. The quarterback's super young, and his running back is young, and I, I get that. But, like, some of these other pieces are starting to creep their way up there in age. Um, yeah, he did hook himself up where now he can at least make a bigger splash next offseason, but... You know, he has one first-round pick, one second-round pick. It's not like he has two of them now where he can really, like, do something in the draft and trade up and go get a high-impact guy or whatever the case is. Um, 
I think losing all of those assets to go get killings definitely hurt him and it hurt the team because uh, there are definitely holes here. But I don't think that they're that bad that we need to blow the whole thing up and punt on the season. Like, I don't know, Jake's in a rut right now and he's throwing a lot of interceptions and, and it's all mental. It's not his ability on the sticks. So I don't know. I, I don't hate it because, he yeah, he was able to go turn these guys in a losing season and go get picks. And I think that the offensive tackle trade was a steal um, for him especially with how the Dolphins look right now. So that one's, you know, a good trade, but the other one's all right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't love it. Over, Hooker's 2789 overall. Yeah, he traded two 27-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing. Like Braden Smith's not making, you know, crazy money, I don't think. So yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's what it's. It doesn't get me, like, too worked up either way, but I, I don't know. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Yeah, it's tough. So he gets this early first round pick. He's on some picks, but like, like you said, Amari Cooper's got two years left on his contract. I can't see him playing after that. So that's this year. And so next year he has one last year with him. Devontae Parker's in the same situation with two years left. He's paying those, both those guys a good amount of money. He really doesn't have any other wide receivers. Like he, I mean, Justin Bennett, I guess, 23. Like that's the guy he's going to have. Like it's his rookie this year. So he did draft someone. Because yeah, he, he traded Pittman away because Pittman went to the Cowboys. Yeah, he so traded him the season it's, before. It's just he has holes to fill, as you're saying. Like the D line's not great. DeForest Buckner, I mean, he's going to be there for that's it. A it's little Buckner, while, that's but that, it. he's got two years left on his deal. So you're looking, you got these 30 year old guys that you know are coming to next year being their last year on the contract. He's not going to be able to resign all of them. And the secondary isn't that. I mean, Trey Boston's gonna be done at safety. His, you know, his other safety, Blackman's much better and younger. But he's I mean, on the three plus one, I believe. He, yeah, Blackman's on the three plus one. Definitely resigning him. But you look at Kenny Moore and Justin Coleman. I mean, they're both not young, and they're yeah. not these great corners either. So like, there's a lot of holes to fill here. He hasn't had picks to do. He's been trying to kind of make a strong offense through free agency and it's been getting the job done enough, but uh, we'll see. I mean, he's really going to hit with that Dolphins pick, you know, something good. And there's a lot of holes to fill here to figure out. So I, I like the trades for him. I, I think he does need picks, but we'll see if it actually works out in the long run. And then the only last notable trade I have of uh, was Sheldon Rankin's defensive tackle. The uh, went to the Raiders for the and the Saints got a second round pick. And this trade just went down this past week, like man week. Superstar defensive tackle went to Tico. So it was a three plus one casualty. I don't. Yeah, it, I've I saw the effect last night. He he definitely made a little impact on the run game. Rankins did, and uh, I don't think he was going to be re-signed by the Saints, so at least they, they recouped a little bit of something in return, second-round pick, but it's going to be probably a mid-to-late second-round pick based on how the Raiders are currently playing. How old is he? If Rankins is 29. I, I don't. I, I like this trade. I think this is a good job by Spencer. Um, it's yeah. just kind of ironic that this is the guy that turned your franchise and kind of turned them upside down and – the, all your cap issues started, so he blew the place up, and now he's gone. Um, <laughs> Full circle, but yeah, I mean, he the guy could play, dude. Like, it, it's a good D tackle. You got, you know, if you're if you're Tico, you go out, you get a. He's a definitely a difference maker, and he's a big upgrade over, you know, who he had there. And now he pairs him with Hurst, 
and you have two superstar dev D tackles along that line. You know, Preston Smith came in the offseason and, you know, he's got a young DN on the other side who, you know, isn't great, but he's only 24. So I think that this move really makes it tough on opponents and it's going to drive the AFC West nuts. And to go get him for a second round pick, I think it's a good trade for both teams. Spencer's obviously not doing anything this year, and keeping a D tackle when you're going to let him walk anyway is no. There's no point to it, so you might as well. So this is a good trade by Spencer, and I think Tico did a good job of going out and getting a difference maker uh, because you know if you don't have Rankins, that D line's not great. Hurst is good, but Rankins is a lot better of a player. And now you know you kind of just can't focus on Preston Smith. You ha- you have to block everyone now, and uh. You know, that, that this defense has come a long way because they were cheeks when the cycle first started. And, you know, Tico was able to put the ball up in the air and, and do a lot through the passing game. But now he kind of balanced this thing out, and I think he's going to have a much better year. I don't know how far he'll go with this team uh, just because the quarterback's a rookie. Um, but it definitely helps him out for now. So my thing is you're saying it's a three-plus-one casualty. But outside of him just being overwhelmed that he has, like, 20 guys on the three-plus-one, I mean, is he bringing back Cameron Jordan? The guy's like 33 years old. No, he said a hundred times the other day that Cam's going. Okay. And so, I don't think it's like he got rid of him because I know where you're going with this because he couldn't keep him. I just like, why am I going to dump a ton of money into a 30-year-old D tackle on a rebuilding team, right? Go get an asset for him. I, I like the trade for Spencer. I like the trade as well. I think it's a smart trade. I don't think he resides a lot of these guys on the three plus one. I think so he can go into free agency next offseason with some capital and try to make uh, some moves and fill in the holes where he doesn't draft. So, uh, it's just. Go ahead. What do you think? I, I just say it. I would too. I mean, how much is he really going to ask for? I, well, know? he just got signed by Tico. Let's see what that contract was. Mm. It, the cap penalty is large, but I don't know how long that is for. He signed a three-year, thirty point five million dollar deal. It's a lot of money for a D tackle. Averaging 10, yeah, for an aging defense. It's a lot of money for a D tackle. Yeah, for a 30 year old D tackle, it's a lot. Yeah, but I mean, all he has, like, all the Spencer has outside of that is two more aging D tackles. Right, he's a rebuilding team. He needs to get rid of all these old guys and have a a youth movement come in the door. He's been rebuilding since he joined this league. I mean, he's going to be rebuilding until he leaves the league. I mean, it's just what it is. Uh, he might should trade Cam Jordan, get get some more capital, trade him off. I don't know if he's got any more trades because he, he Michael Thomas. I don't think anybody's going to trade for Michael Thomas. So I would, <laughs> I'm, but I'm set at receiver. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely other people he could trade, but like, I don't know, like, at what point? Like, what yeah. point? Are we just like, yeah, just trade Lattimore too. Like, you're not going to win with him. Like, go get everything you want and see what you can. Yeah, but Lattimore, again, Lattimore plays a position that is much harder to find guys of that talent. D-tackle is probably one of the easiest positions to fill in the league. I think it is. I I look for block shed and strength when I'm looking at defensive tackles, and there's a a good bit of those kind of guys in the draft that Mm -hmm. you can either and in free agency. And strength and strength and power moves. So like those are the things. And you know, uh Rankins is block shed's only a seventy nine, but his power move is way up there. So and he's strong as hell. He blew up my guys a couple times last night. So I mean What what did he get for him? Second round Uh, pick. Second round pick. Yeah, it's the same. It's the the same. Yeah. It's it's not off. I don't I I like the trade. 
for, uh, for both teams. I like the trade for both sides. I think it's a good move for both of them. So that's Tico's like uh, ready to compete in the West. Yeah, he's going. He's he's trying to go all win in now. So that's a for notable trades. Um, yeah, we don't need to dive into the schleps of the league that got moved for nothing. Interesting, interesting score update. The Cowboys are up thirteen to six in the fourth quarter against the Cardinals. Damn. And I've got to get ten minutes against the Packers. I yeah, I mean, we've plays. been bullshitting for two hours now, so I think this is a good place to stop. We lost Reed halfway through. <laughs> Said he'd be back. He is not. But <laughs> we're doing two um, slices today. It's impressive. Yeah, I mean, well, the the first slice took an hour and ten minutes, and then the trade slice yeah. took a long time too. I mean, we we got a lot out of it. This was good content. I, people don't want to hear us ramble for three hours. Before we, we they were. I Go ahead. Thing. The Little Caesar slice, the Vikings. and Oh, here we go. I, I this is disrespectful. We bring this man on the show and you stop it to do this. I'm here. I'm, I'm going to keep it short. I had all these things written and it's just a bunch of nonsense. But he came out and said when he was talking about his division that like people are going to cry about a 9-7 and team going to the playoffs. I think the Vikings and Bears are going to be tied for the division. It's going to come down to a tiebreaker. And they're both going to be 6-10. and 10. There's going to be a second oh team God. going to the playoffs. So, like, he's at, like, 9-7. and seven. I was like, whoa, 9-7. and seven. Like, there's a good chance, like, you play a lot of tough teams later on the schedule, and if Dude, you don't just dominate, the you don't beat the Bears both times. Like, I, I have you <clears> down right now going 6-10. Yeah, and I, ten. Still going to the playoffs. I come, I come, I love you. <laughs> I don't see I don't see you sniffing nine wins with this schedule, bro. This is tough. Like I said, I'm here for it, man. I'm you not got, I'm not you guys for calling it calling a spade a spade. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so where are we at? You're at two and two, right? Let's run through this real quick. This will be our last segment. You have the Packers next, that's a dub. Then you have the Panthers, that's an L. So you're at three and three. You got the yeah. Lions, should be a dub. Then you got the Seahawks, probably an L. So we're at four and four. Broncos is an L. Chiefs is five. Chiefs is probably an L the way he's playing that could change, but as of right now I'm putting an L. It's a four and six. Packers again. I'm giving you another dub. Five and six. Bucks is an L. Five and seven. Saints is going to be tough. I I I think I think you could beat them too. So I'll give you that one. Six Charge, and seven. Chargers is an L. Six and eight. You're going to put eight. Lions is a win. Seven and eight. Yeah, and then it comes down to that Bears game week 17. I mean, that could be for all the marbles. He's like it in real life. I mean, <laughs> oh, I get it. I, I, I get it. I'm picking you to win. I, I think you're going I to win. If I got in at 7-9 or beat gets in at 7-9, or I mean, people are going to be mad and pissed, but blame it on lefty. He's the one that left. <laughs> right, and, and, and you know what? Beat schedule is not much easier. So he has the Falcons, which is going to be an L. <laughs> He has the Chiefs, which is an L. He'll probably beat the Packers. He's going to lose to the Chargers. He's going to lose to the Panthers. He's going to lose to the Broncos. He'll beat the Lions. He'll. I don't know. Him and the Saints, again, is a toss-up. Give it to him for interest. Four against the Saints. Five against right. the Lions. And then he's losing to the Raiders. He's losing to the Bucks, and it comes down to week 17. Well, six. But then we have Ben Eichens winning it. Even if right. he wins that game. Right, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I know who I am in this league, right? I know I'm always been like uh, lately. This I've been bottom feeder, but I can compete. I mean, I agree. Yeah, I agree. 
about everybody in the league. I think I've won at least one game against everybody, but I can compete. So, I mean, I'm not... I tell you what, Ikem, week 17, if that's for all the marbles, there's going to be a lot of purple in that chat rooting for you. And uh, it may be like 28 guys in there going nuts rooting for the Vikings. And then whoever you play in the wild card round, I would not want to be that team because there's going to be a ton of eyes on that game and a lot of pressure because everyone's going to be rooting for you again. And I got nothing to lose. I'll so. be skull clapping away in chat. So that, we'll see what happens. The difference between me and Ikem is when Ikem goes on this run that he's going to go on this year. People are going to be cheering for him. No one ever cheered for me. Yeah, because you're an ass. <laughs> no, Pat, you're not an ass, and I appreciate that Ovechkin jersey always. I Anytime. love it. Icom, I, I didn't get you in the box. I apologize. Icom, do your run here. Make the run. Don't go – hit the nine number. I want you to. I just Yeah, I'm make, rooting for you to do it too. I just wanted to make the joke that I think there's a very good chance that we could have a playoff team at six wins, and it's going to be – I mean, it's just going to be just like the NFC East this year in real life, but – like, hey, get it done. See if you yeah. can go into those Broncos, those Chiefs games, those Bucks games. Like, just go in and fucking tear it out the wall because, like, those are the teams you're going to have to beat in the playoffs. I'll or, compete. I mean, that fun. game against uh, Tico last night, he got a defensive touchdown, so that scores a little bit closer than what it reflects. 31 20. It was and really the uh, the about. Falcons. The win over the Falcons to start the season is a huge win. You know? Yeah, it's a big win. But then I took a big L each, and that second half was just bullshit. I took I, – I If you way, stop throwing picks, you're going to be okay. Yes. I got to protect the ball. I know run, run the ball. You have a great running back. Run the ball, and you'll be okay. <clears throat> All, right, All right, fellas. Let's wrap this up. It's two hours long. We're not putting down another fucking six slices. It's just not happening. Um, <laughs> next time, we will get through it, and we won't spend so much time on, like, the divisions and everything, but it was the first one. It's nice to get that little preview. We hit most of the divisions. Yeah, we did get a lot of that shit in anyway. Um, I have nothing else. You guys have anything else? No. I've got nothing else. Uh, I want to thank you for, I'll, you know, let me be part of it. Like, I'm, I'm glad you're here. It's a good addition. Um, I, I actually had two PMs as requests to keep you around. I'll let you know that. Oh yeah! I had two people reach out to me and PM me. That's said, awesome. Icom's segment was great last time. Please keep him on. He sounds very good with you guys. I will just say I had zero people PM me when Toff came on. Um, <laughs> but I got two for Icom, and he's he's staying. So I'm glad like to have you. So I think the four of us make a good uh, squad. So yeah, the four horsemen of pizza. It's great. Um, go ahead, Pat. No, I, I thought you were gonna... all right cool uh so that's it that's the show thanks for listening hopefully you guys are still with us two hours in just listening to us ramble about nonsense now uh red zone it's been real and once again go jets let's <laughs> go Seems to shine like you've had too much wine. That's more. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie. That's more. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine. That's more. Bells will ring, Go give it to ya. Fuck way for you to get it on your own. Ex go deliver to ya. Knock knock. Open up the door to spread. If the non-stop pop out, 
stainless steel. No hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the motherfucker wonder if you did it. Damn right, and I'll do it again. Cause yeah, I am.